Hey, it's Josh here. I just want to take a quick second before we get started to express our gratitude and appreciation to anyone who's listening, whether you're consuming this by download, whether you're listening on our website or following us on Instagram or TikTok, however that is, we thank you. Doing that lets us know, hey, that there's somebody out there. And as long as we're entertaining one person, then it just makes everything worth it. So on behalf of myself and everyone here at Game Rage, thank you. All right, now enjoy the show. Welcome to the Game Rage Music Show. going here we are all, all right here we go game rage music also the good ass music show episode number 14 hot diggity damn i can't believe it we is are, it really yeah man it's at number 14 okay so the album reviews what what, what do those count as well shit i don't did we say there was a number on those oh I, shit I don't, know. I don't think i oh man that's a good question Fuck, I should, I should probably go back and listen to those then and just make sure. Well, whatever. This is uh, this no, is a number. One no, of the numbered number shows. Umpteen. Technically, I guess this would be 17 then because 15 and 16 were the two album reviews. And then this is What this was is the 17. last number we left off of well, before uh, those two al- albums? It was 13. 14, 15. So this is 16. Four, wait. No. Oh yeah, sixteen. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Because the other one was fourteen, then fifteen, and then now sixteen. So this. Okay. Let's just say this is technical. Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll put this one up first because it's topical with stuff. All right. It's either it's either fourteen or sixteen. I don't think I said a number in there because we didn't know when exactly we were going to put those up because we were going to. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's going to be thrown up. Here's here's an episode. Okay. It's a number. But anyways, uh, I also before we started. Before we get started, I wanted to give a, a shout out to all of our uh, the foreign listeners at the beginning because we did it at the end of one of the, one of those, and I felt like that was probably wasted. We should have done it at the beginning. So Belgium, obviously number one. Number Belgium, one. number fucking one. Two places: Ed- Edigem, and Brussels. Man, two two of those those two cities, good to go. Uh, we also got Nigeria, Japan, France, Czech Republic, Spain. And Brazil. Yeah. So shout out to all those people. And if you are one of those people that listen to us in one of those countries, I'm assuming you speak English, but you should DM us on the Instagram or the TikTok or whatever, or or the Twitter or X, whatever you prefer. And, uh, you know, if you want us to talk about an artist or, or listen to an artist that you have in your country that you like, we will definitely fucking give it a shot. And we will, you know, give it an honest you know, an honest, an honest uh, assessment as to what we think of it. Uh, so that, that might be interesting. So if you have that, cool, send it over and we'll take a look. Um, all right. Now oh, I did have some interesting developments. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how this happened, but I have a feeling somebody at the internet radio station I do stuff for yeah. had an involvement. Her name's Lila. Okay. Um, 
I don't know who these people are, but they are doing cool stuff. Uh, oh, yeah? So, these people from West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, let me see what their name is real quick. They're Floridians. Florida man. Florida man, yeah. <laughs> so, there's this magazine called Pure Honey. I, I, I just want to reach out to them and just see what's up and like, yeah. kick their brain. But they have, they have like 11K followers. Oh, nice. But they do apparently a magazine and talk about stuff like, at least from what their profile says, music, mm-hmm. art, music, music, art, events, food, and fun. Oh, um, yeah, nice. But the interesting part, I think mm-hmm. this is a festival directly hosted by them because it, uh, on their profile, it says Pure Honey Music or Pure, Pure Honey Magazine, but they apparently throw a festival. Oh. So it's called Bumble Fest. And, um, I was checking out some of the artists. The only one that I really, or apparently like stood out to me was this group called Death Valley Girls because they are on this label called Suicide Squeeze Records. Uh-huh. And uh, they their label mates are bands like Ellie Witch, uh, Night Beats, and I forget yeah. who else. But, um, you know, I, I kind of want to reach out to these people and just kind of see like, hey, what, you know, how did this happen? Like, what? Why are you yeah. guys following me? I'm fucking nobody or whatever. So they reached, they follow you, they just followed you. Yeah, but the thing is, <clears throat> pretty much all the people that are involved with like Hetty also follow these people. So I oh, don't know. Oh, so what maybe it con- was like they, they. I don't know what the connection is there. So huh. somebody must have talked to them. I know there's somebody within our group that lives in Florida themselves. So I don't know how they got in contact with these people and spoke to them, but. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, so. That was kind of cool. I, I might hit them up and see what's up, like, you know, just to talk to them, and maybe we can fucking interview them. And see yeah, that'd up. be fucking cool shit. Yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah, all right. We'll see where it goes. Maybe it goes somewhere. All right, where do you, you want to start first? Because well, uh, there's, like, three different things we could talk about. One of them, I think, is probably... I don't know if it's going to go all that far. Maybe it will. It's the song... Tra- it's It's a topic that we talked about previously that had to do with song trader purchasing... Bandcamp, and I think the deal is going through. At this point, it looks like half the uh, half the employees at Bandcamp are going to be not getting jobs. They're going to be like laid off. They're going to be laid off. Yeah. Okay. Three of the five editors of the Bandcamp team are returning with along along with a I think a graphic designer, um, and then. Whoever there's there's a certain amount of people that are returning from their IT department, but I was trying to find articles and Pitchfork wrote something about them and a few other articles uh, were written by other people, but nobody really seems to know what exactly this means yet. Like yeah. with the exact same situation with Epic, they don't know if this is um, the ramifications of this purchase yet. I mean, we won't see it until yeah, it like goes completely through and the only thing I could speculate is that there's going to be some type of synergy between their music license because there's for their business to business uh, service or platform they license music to streamers and other people so they create yeah. mood, mood or rather they have mood music that they license out to people so when streamers go on stream they have background music to um Create ambience for the yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, and 
that's completely different from what Bandcamp itself does, which which is consumer to or rather business to consumer. Right. So I don't know how that is going to shake out between those two different distinct businesses yeah. combining and overlapping. The only like I said, the only thing I could think where maybe this the road might lead to is that once you sign up for Bandcamp is that there might be something that says, oh, you can also, or maybe it won't even be a choice, is that you are obligated to license your music through Bandcamp. It's going to be on... In, in turn, it would yeah. be Song Trader itself. But again, at the moment, we don't know what is going to happen, how things are going to change for Bandcamp, but it doesn't feel as though there's a lot of optimism for the future. And there was a bit of a thing with... I guess the in-house union that exists amongst the band camp employees yeah. that felt that they weren't treated fairly or whatever. Cause half of them are getting laid off, but you were, you were talking about unions. And how- yeah. So uh, kind of like the way that the way it works with unions being, <clears throat> if you are in private business and you, like, okay, Amazon is kind of a decent example where they're starting to kind of unionize a little bit or they're attempting to, at least if, you are in a company, which this was probably, I don't know how many people worked for the company, song, like that uh, song trader you. or whatever, but, or not song trader, uh, Bandcamp. But <clears throat> if there were, let's say there were 100 people, let's just make a nice round number, there were 100 people, and they're going to lay off basically half of them to 50. So you've got these people working in this industry, and they get together, the 100 of them, they decide, okay, we are going to form a union to essentially create a collective bargaining agreement, which is basically they're just saying, hey, we all want to get paid fairly, and we all kind of want to get paid the same or people that do certain jobs, they will all, you know, um, get paid similar. They, it's not like, Oh, they're going to bring one guy in who's an analyst and pay him a hundred grand a year and then bring in another analyst and pay him 50 grand a year. So pretty much everybody with certain job titles probably make about the same. Um, it does kind of screw you when you want to negotiate, like, cause negotiation is really not a big thing with individual, pay yeah there's a little bit of leeway but everybody kind of has to start within the same kind of scale when it comes to that but anyways so when there's a buyout this is where it gets kind of fucking sketchy is usually unions don't have to deal with that if they're a larger union so if you're just like an in-house company union that got together and decided you wanted to collectively bargain for all your rights and everything uh you basically kind of really just have the illusion of, of having power or the illusion of having a say they're kind of just saying okay we don't want you guys to go fuck off and and just go somewhere else because then we have to hire all these new people so we since you all got together we'll like kind of we'll allow this basically is what you gen i'm speaking generally i'm not speaking about this specific union agreement but generally in private industry that's kind of how it works and so in this instance when when they get bought out the new company who comes in and buys them is not generally beholden to the terms of the contract that they had signed with the previous owner because it's between that company, that specific company, and the collective bargaining unit or the union. Or so in this case, it. it would be between Epic and yes. Bandcamp. Yes, it's between Epic and the employees of Bandcamp. They, they, whatever the fuck they called their union, the, the Bandcamp Employees Union. Let's just say that's what they called it, okay? Um, they would have an agreement between Epic and them and... Now, yeah, it does suck that people are getting laid off. And I am sure if, well, 
if they were smart and they had attorneys be a part of this union creation that they were doing, they would have had built in some sort of layoff protection, i.e. a um, like a severance package. So that if the company were to be bought out or just in general, if they were having a hard time and people had to get laid off, you as the employee wouldn't just get fucked like how you normally do if you were unrepresented and you just get sent on your way and there you go. Some companies they do when you sign your individual contract with them, you can negotiate a severance package. Usually it's like 30 days of pay or two weeks. It's, it's, it's not a lot generally. Now I'm sure in collective bargaining, they probably got a little more where they probably, it's probably three months, four months, something along those lines. That's in private industry. I've seen, I've seen some where they're all the way up to six months. Shit. If you even look at some CEOs, they have a multi-million dollar uh, golden parachute is, is what it's called. If you, if you look at it that way. So severance packages can become quite large if you know, they agree to it. So I imagine that they would have some sort of they're getting some little payout. Granted, it's probably not. If it's four months of pay, hey, that helps you out because it's like, hey, when you get laid off, you got four months to basically figure shit out and find another job before you then are really going to be like, oh, fuck, you have no money or you have no income coming in. So that's a good thing kind of about that. But again, the bad thing is that the new company's not beholden to that, that those rules. So they will likely just say, this is null and void. There is no union at Bandcamp now because we own it and we say that we are not going to collectively bargain for your rights. So that usually means that the employees can either accept that they are the ones that stay, which it's either like, hey, you can stay and not be in a union or you can go work somewhere else, which is what would happen if you would have got laid off. So it it's just sort of shitty for them kind of all around because when you usually have a corporate takeover like this we kind of talked about a little bit when a company buys out another company they usually will put one of their guys in charge of it and they want to make their mark on it so they're going to blow out everybody they don't need and anybody that they have that's within their personal group or whatever that could do one of those jobs they that they always bring them in um it's in every industry even when you have like a new manager that comes in in some sort of industry, they will just fire everybody and then bring in their own people. That's kind of how it works generally. Which which immediately <clears throat> takes away from what Bandcamp was because right. the people that made it, half of them are gone. And what if some of the people that were involved uh, in the team previously were people that were more seasoned, whether that is the development of the site or... Um, Maybe it's some of the editorial people. Some of the some of the charm is lost with the people in the shuffle, or rather, yeah. lost in the mix. Like, well, yeah, and then it's also not going to be obviously what it was before. It's going to be something probably different. Things are going to change, obviously. And what sucks is if you obviously you've got a new captain running the show. You got a new captain pilot, or you know, steering the ship, as they say, yeah. with uh, Song Trader. So. Obviously, they're going to have a different interest than what Epic had in this company. And sure, when it got originally bought out by Song Trader, or I'm not sorry, uh, Epic, Epic uh, I'm sure that the people that were in charge or the big, the big up, the, the, the higher ups of, of uh, Bandcamp probably got a pretty good piece of that, and which is good for them. But you know, it's it goes back to that whole thing of I would be curious to see how that merger or buyout from epic affected the average employee 
uh, did their did their wages go up? Did they go down? Did did, uh, did when they purchased it? Did they lay off people? You know, how did that work? As opposed to how it's going now, <coughs> with obviously the thing that Epic wanted to do with it failed because they they were losing money and they needed to they needed to cut the loss, stop the bleeding, and get rid of it. So now Song Trader thinks that they can do something with it, and as unfortunate as that is, it's all financially based. They're, all their decisions are financially based. Like, they're not... It's, and that's what sucks, is they have nothing to do with the art. They have nothing to do with the art of what it was, or the art of what it was trying to be, even. Yeah. They are simply looking at it from a financial perspective, and it doesn't matter what it was before. What we have in mind for it is how we believe it's going to make money, and this is what it's going to become. And it's actually going to lose money because it's motivated by money as opposed yeah. to doing it for artists or doing it for themselves, creating something really cool right. for people to find music, purchase it, buy vinyl, buy merch, uh, and have it be a basically user-friendly layout. Now yeah. it's now it's it could potentially change for the worse because now it's being motivated by I imagine quarterly profits to do so oh, to do something yeah. immediately to make money every quarter short term right right away for their shareholders yeah because that's that's what it's about that's why you purchase that's why other companies purchase other companies is because they see it as a way to make as it's going to make money they have whatever they have in mind for it they have run the numbers and they've determined that it is a good investment now just like I'm sure Epic did when they did the same thing. Well, it doesn't always work out that way. And I don't know what the percentage of the time is that it works out and what it doesn't, but... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to add that (coughs) on the subject of Epic, they've now, for... (coughs) I don't know if Fortnite is their biggest cash cow, but now everything's moved up in price as far as uh, what they're... In game currency is which is V Bucks. Yeah. It's gone up twenty percent. I'm like, how funny. Uh they laid off eighteen percent of their total employment. Yeah. Uh their total revenue has been down for the year. Now they're trying to it's like, all right, well, if people play Fortnite, we need to make up the difference for the money that we lost by cutting employees. Yeah. Saving cost saving costs in that way, but also maybe we can generate a little bit more revenue by increasing yeah. our in-house currency for one of our most popular games. Yeah, and this and this sort of I, I'm not saying that they specifically suffer from corporate greed, but I, this highlights the corporate greed aspect of it because if you look at what happened during COVID, people stayed home. People were getting free money from the government. They were getting money to basically work from home and not go into work. So I'm sure the amount of money that was spent on Fortnite, for example, dramatically increased during COVID. And they saw this huge influx of money. And so instead of saying, hmm, we should put that away save it, and just be like, hey, man, whatever the excess is that we weren't counting on, yeah, let's put that in the savings account and let's not fucking touch it for in case we have some crisis again and we need to tap into it. But what did they do? They did the opposite. They likely got used to the fact that they were getting all this money for a couple of years and then and then so their their costs, they, they artif- or not artificially, but they turned their own costs and increased them because they were going to, sp- we're making more money, we're going to spend more money. So they got used to that and then now that, okay, COVID's done, everybody's going back to work, people aren't as home, at home as much, the uh, virtual jobs or the uh, work-from-home jobs are starting to kind of disappear now, 
people got to go back to the office. So you don't have 12 hours a day. You can sit there and play fucking Fortnite while you're taking phone calls on the phone and dicking around and, and then thus just hemorrhaging your own money by spending it in the game. So you're not doing that anymore. They're losing the money. So instead of them saying, hey, we can, we're going back to pre-COVID numbers, which I'm sure were doing great for Fortnite. I'm sure they were always making money. They were never losing money on it. But once you take what you were making and it goes higher and then you set that as the new standard for what you're going to be spending and you and then it goes back to the normal what it should be. Yeah, it was an anomaly. Now you're taking and your your uh, their prices went up 20% probably because they have now lost 20% or more of their fucking revenue because covid's done and they're used to it so they're like fuck we got to make that, make up for that somehow so how do we do that? Okay, uh let's sell fucking bandcamp. Let's lay off all these employees. Let's fucking increase prices so we can still make the same profit margin that we were making for, for doing basically nothing, for doing nothing, nothing, different. nothing different, nothing different. And it's, this is, this is going to be a little off music, but the same things highlighted with the pharmaceutical companies with the vaccines, Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson, Moderna, their stocks went through the roof during COVID because of all the money that they were spending and are getting for spending all these, getting all the money for the vaccines. And now that COVID is done and the vaccines are over and nobody's taking them anymore. They have had tremendous losses. I mean, 40-50% losses in revenue and instead of them just banking that money that they were getting which they basically cost them nothing to make these vaccines because you know they're charging 10,000% more than what it costs to make it they're just like cool we're just going to say oh now we can spend all this extra money and then now they're like oh shit well we're in crisis now because we can't we're not making this extra 10,000% that we were making fuck man what are we going to do oh so they're same thing they they're they're starting to lay off people they're trying to you know figure out what the hell they're going to do and it it's it's the same thing goes in like cuz epic is you know they make video games right so that is an artistic expression of you know uh creative arts i guess you could say and that's where the corporatism affects and influences the art because now it's no longer hey man you put out what your vision of this is it's like no no no. you need to make this the most commercially viable thing that we can what are we gonna do Fortnite. oh let's license let's license rappers and put them in the game let's put snoop dogg in the game let's 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 get him in there we'll pay snoop dogg you know whatever a hundred grand or whatever the fuck they're gonna pay him i don't know and we're gonna charge people ten dollars to be able to play a snoop dogg or whatever the fuck they're charging i'm cool surpri- i'm surprised they haven't <clears throat> just straight out made some kind of subscription to the game itself. If we're going to get to that point. I feel like that's coming. I feel like that's coming. Just like with everything, as as we talked about in a previous episode with the music subscriptions and all that bullshit, I think that the Netflix model of fucking business is going to be applied eventually to everything. It's all going to be monthly subscriptions, and if you want any extra shit, microtransactions. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's going to affect everything. That's where it's all headed. Um... You know, it sucks because then it doesn't it, it doesn't highlight or allow the independent artist to get their shit out there because everything is, is or unless you pay for it. Like right. To, or to, to get because uh, Spotify has something like that where you can take a portion of your royalties uh-huh. or maybe you just pay outright for advertisement within the app. So you'll have like a. a a pop-up window come up and say, hey, this person's album's coming out. And you could get that. And so you know, then they for, take a cut off of your whatever royalties you, what you, whatever just you, to pay for whatever that. Whatever you make off of your, your Spotify <sighs> music. So 
So even that could be a thing where. Yeah. yeah. And you know what's bullshit? All right. This is, this is going to be, to still tie it to music. I did a recently a thing on TikTok and Instagram. I did, I did a, I did a test about advertising Yeah. and this is how this, this kind of does relate to artists and what you're talking about. Yeah. So with TikTok, surprisingly enough, I got exactly what the fuck I paid for. I got exactly, I got, I got actually, I got more than the amount of views, the more than the minimum amount of views they said I was going to get, we were going to get on it. We got more than that. Perfect. That's cool. Instagram, on the other hand, I, we didn't even get half of the views that I was promised and I paid the full amount that they, that they charged me the full amount. And because of the way they do it, I think they fucked me and I think they, they overcharged me. So that's something that could definitely hurt the independent artist, like with the Spotify thing, if they, if they were to do something like that or any of the other services per se, if you're just going to take my cut out automatically to say, oh, we're going we're gonna to throw up some ads, how do you, what are you really getting? Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll make sure it gets put in front of 2,000 people, and we're going to take $20 for every 2,000 people we put it in front of. Okay, cool. Well, Instagram told me that we, it's going to get 2,000 views minimally, and it's $20 or whatever it was. Cool. Well, we got 855 views, and they still charged me $20. So... I didn't get my money. I didn't get the equivalent refund. So if you have an independent artist that's relying on that royalty money that they're getting and you're going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll put it, you know, you can set what you want. Oh, you want to put $100? That'll get you in front of 10,000 people, let's say. Cool. Well, oh, if they only put it in front of 2,500, but they still charge you the, the, the 100 bucks, well, that takes that comes right out of your pocketbook. And also, when it comes to stream numbers, you don't make shit anyways. Right, yeah. You make .008 or maybe it's even another zero, maybe it's point zero 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 eight of a penny. Yeah. And who knows how much it takes to get to even $1. Right, yeah. So they're already taking $20 or whatever from yeah. on top if you want to advertise. So it's like you're back to fucking zero, zero or negative. Or, yeah, or you're, they're going to charge you because it's like, oh, you didn't, have enough, you didn't have enough royalties this month for the advertising that we did for you. Yeah. So you actually owe us $25. Yeah. Instead of you having maybe made... 40 or 50. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll see something like that in fucking Bandcamp. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how the nickel and dime artists or what, yeah. what creative ways... Like the thing that happened with Twitter. Now they're yeah. charging a dollar subscription for the year yeah. to use the platform. To basically just use it. To not have a limit on shit that you could do. It's like, Jesus Christ. Really? Why? Yeah. I, I mean, again, it's... They need to make money. He paid a billion, whatever, however many billion dollars he paid for this fucking thing. Mm. Got to make a profit somehow. I get it. I get it from a business standpoint completely. But from a consumer standpoint and an artistic standpoint, no, this is fucked. And I do see everything heading down that path, that microtransactions or, and it's fucked up because we all fought it at the beginning and we all said like, you know, I hate to keep using video games as an example, but. Microsoft with Xbox Live with the with the Blizzard mic- and uh, oh well th- and Activision well that that thing specifically but I'm, what I'm saying is back in the day when Xbox Live used to just be oh you paid whatever set sixty bucks a year and you got access to be able to play shit now they've rolled it into this thing where it's like oh by the way you gotta always be on like they started out with always online to just oh it's content protection right that's what they started out with you can't play your console when you're offline that's how it kind of they slowly phased that in and now here. 10 years later, they've turned it into, well, since you've got to be online all the time, you're going to have to have Xbox Live. So instead of you paying, you know, 60 bucks for the year, we're going to charge you $10 a month 
that's a hundred. We just doubled our profit immediately by, by switching it and changing it to a monthly, a monthly subscription. Yeah. And it started with, Oh, Hey, we're just making it so you have to be online so that nobody can pirate games. We're doing this for the industry. So game prices don't go up. But then what happened? Game prices still went up $10. Like they do every console generation. They go up $10 every time or something thereabouts. And when that happens, people fight it, people fight it and say, Oh, you know, this is bullshit. And then eventually they take it and it just continues. And then they repeat, rinse, repeat, and they do it again. And so the same thing is going to happen in the music industry with this it'll it'll be it's like you said you said it perfectly it's the nickel and diming that they do and this Dude, is- what if it gets okay it's like all right here here it is fifteen dollars for spotify yeah for independent artists to get access to their to their discographies not artists that are signed to labels labels all right you want the warner music package that's another five dollars you want the sony music package you want the sony music package that's ten dollars, yeah. so it, it'll become it will become cable packaging. Yeah, and then they'll say, "Oh, well, you know what? We'll give you a. You could just, you know, oh, you could pay for these individually, or and let's say individually it comes out to like seventy five dollars a month for everything. Well, then they'll say, oh, you know what? You could save ten dollars a month by just getting the gold package, and it gives you everything already. And people who maybe wouldn't have done that are like, well, fuck, if I'm going to spend fifty, I might as well fifteen dollars more and then just get everything, you know. And then there they go. It's the, it's the nickel and diming. Like I do, I do not want to manifest this evil into, but it's going to happen anyway. I don't think we're manifesting it. I think that we are just speaking. I don't. I think it already is in the in the plan. I think yeah. that I think that's what they've been trying to do from the beginning, and we're just calling it in advance, saying, "Hey, this is where we see the trend going. We don't want it to go this way, but at the end of the day, it's still going to go that way." Yeah. I also. I don't know if this is criticism directed at Bandcamp CEO itself or what the fuck this is, but why why did they feel obligated to sell at some point? Because they knew they were in it for just doing these things for artists and giving them a platform to sell their stuff. And they were doing all right, right? Yeah. Why Why did it cross their mind to sell themselves to epic or even to well it, it wasn't their choice because they were owned by epic at this point right yeah to, to move on to song trader but man i, I just you know so why, why did it even cross their minds don't, don't bring something that that wasn't right don't fix something that wasn't broken right it, it, same thing you can apply to like like rooster teeth for example that's another company that was independent and then one day at&t came along and said hey we want to buy you. Here's these millions of dollars. And it's that whole thing where if they come to you with an offer you can't fucking refuse, if you if you individually, if there's four or five of you that are ownership stake in the company and they offer you $40 million to buy out the company, well, shit, man, everybody's getting $10 million fucking dollars. Would you be able to say no? And And this is the other thing. The people that, like, you know this is going to affect people within the company, people that you've worked with, people that you've, and and that's where we as humans, one of our flaws is obviously, I mean, it's, 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 it's greed. It's, it's the flaw of greed. We are, we, we have this flaw where we need to have more than we need. And if it's something like you said where Bandcamp at the beginning, I don't know what the deal was. Maybe they were really floundering and maybe they were having financial problems and maybe 
whoever initially bought them out decided to come in and say, hey, we think this is a great thing. We want to come buy you out. And they're like, oh, fuck, thank God. Now we can unload this and make a shit ton of money on it and still get to work here. And cool, we'll figure out the rest later. That could have been an issue. That Some of these companies I've seen that that happens where they are kind of floundering along and then someone comes along and thinks they have a good idea and say, hey, we think we could do something with this. Here, we'll give you some millions of dollars. We'll buy out the company. The owners get to fucking cool. All the, everything gets absorbed. It's all good. And then you get some that come along and they say, hey, you're making some good money and we think you're making some good content. So we're gonna, we know you don't really want to be told what to do, but because like I don't think those guys that get bought out want to be told because that's what happens when you get a corporate entity come in and buying you they're telling you hey man this is it you got to do this shit you're gonna do what we say and so why fix what's not broken i guess or whatever right but they're gonna do it anyways so do you take all the money and say all right fuck it we we did we mission accomplished guys we artistically do what we wanted and now we all got paid a dick load of money to to basically let someone else tell us what to do now and that's where i think that the difference is in some of these companies that maintain their independence where if you are if you're if you can be satisfied with the amount of money you're making and you don't do like what these major corporations do like we had just talked about where cool you have a good year well now you set that as your new standard no no you save that money for when there's trouble down the road and you say and then you don't have to accept a buyout to to stay afloat and to do whatever um that's why I think it's important for lessons for like people like us to learn to where we're in it for the love of doing this, not, yeah, the money would be nice and we do want to be able to do this as kind of like a full-time job eventually, but we're not sitting here saying, oh, our goal from the beginning is to become multimillionaires. That's not, that's not a thing. Now, I know a lot of people get into some industries and say, okay, our number one goal is to be multimillionaires and that's cool. That's, there's nothing wrong with that, but you're going to give something up to get that. You're going to have to give something up to get there, and it's going to be, you're not going to be, like in the entertainment industry, like what we're doing, to give that up, you're going to have to get bought out. To get to that point where you're, you're just huge multimillionaires, quickly, the quickest path is to have somebody buy you out. So a lot of people take the path of least resistance, and they go in and say, hey, cool, Mission accomplished, guys. We got what we wanted. We we got this $20 million offer. Let's take it. We're all millionaires. We'll still work here. Yeah, we can't do some of the stuff we've been doing because, you know, they don't like it. They think it's a little too risque, so we need to tone it down a little bit. But it's okay, guys. We're selling out or buying in, whichever whichever perspective you're looking at it from. <laughs> yeah, buying uh, in. But to me, the ability to maintain your independence is much more important than having a shit ton of zeros in your bank account. Unless... Unless the right amount of money. Yeah, listen, everybody's got a number. I don't know what mine is. To be perfectly honest with you, I have no idea. Right now, I'm telling you it's probably pretty fucking high. If someone were to come to me right now and say... Eight figures. Yeah, we're going to give you what? What what would that be? Ten, fifteen million dollars for this? As its current setup? If I literally said no, I'd, I'd probably be an idiot. Because, okay, uh we basically spent a couple thousand dollars on this yeah. and now I turned it into $20 million. Yeah. Okay. I'd be an idiot if I said no, because again, you could take the money and go start something else and just walk away and just be like, cool, I'll go start another thing yeah. with my $20 million and it'll be even better than what I did before. Cause now I know how to do everything, but you're giving up 
the thing that you created. And that's where I have a hard time because as I mean, I guess I guess we're artists, right? We're not musical artists, but I, we're, I don't know. I, we're some sort of artistic type people or creative people. I have a problem giving up shit because I, I get attached to it. Like I'm attached to this. There's there is not if if like a radio station came to us and said, "Hey, we want to buy Game Rage Music and put you guys on the fucking radio and blah blah, blah and like we'll pay you salaries, but we want to buy the rights." I don't know if I could let that stand. I don't know if I could do that because I am attached to this, and then giving up the control. I'm also kind of a control freak too. So uh, you know, me, I don't know if I could do it now again for 10 or $15 million. That makes that, that greases that, that greases that up a little bit, makes it a little easier to handle. Yeah. But if, if we, and, and right now, and right now it's easier for me to take that money because we don't have anybody relying on us. There's no one that works for us. That's relying on a paycheck from us. And that's where in the initial stages, if, if we had employees and someone came with us with a buyout and they were going to fucking lay people off, Absolutely not. No deal. There's no way I could I could live with myself to take twenty million dollars and somebody be out of a job and one person be out of a fucking job. Yeah. Like I couldn't do that. That that would that would go against everything that we set out to do with this. So I don't know if maybe that's a moral thing. And again, I'm talking about greed in general, and that's kind of the problem with when you mix the corporate world and the artistic world is the corporate world's funded by greed or fueled by greed or money. And the artistic world is fueled by creativity and just putting out your art. This is, this guy's an artist. He's an actual physical artist. He's like an abstract artist. And I I met this guy the other day and he's, he's homeless. Okay. Um, I fucking forget what his name is, but I'm gonna, I'll have to fucking ask the guy that we were with because he took his Instagram page because that's how we looked him up. But this guy is a legitimate artist, has made money in the industry, and he has his kind of gimmick, I guess, was that he was the he was literally a starving homeless art homeless artist. Um. Yes, but. Where haven't we heard that story before? Right, no, we ha- I'm not saying we have, but what I'm just saying is the the point I guess I'm trying to make is that this guy is literally homeless and he's made money in the industry. Now, I think he's crazy, but or a little bit has mental illness issues, but besides the point, he is not concerned with money at all. He makes the art because he loves making the art and it doesn't fucking matter. He is literally sleeps on the streets, but he loves making art, so he's doing what he wants to do. Right. No one tells him, literally no one tells him what the fuck to do. He is beholden to no one. He makes his art when he wants, sells a little bit to make uh, some money to have food, and then chills on the streets, does whatever. And he's a very fucking interesting guy, uh, but if... You have those two... So I guess my point is those two contrasting motifs of the corporate world and the artistic world. That guy's the extreme, and obviously greed is the extreme for fucking corporatism. So that's when you have that problem and the clash happens. And then the art suffers because of the greed, or the greed suffers because of the art. Because it's not mainstream. It's not commercial it's too it's too niche it's it's too ahead of its time it's too outside the box right and the corporate corporate world doesn't believe in it because they don't think they can make money on it so but maybe 
maybe it is maybe it is fucking amazing and people just need to hear it you know or get to it or see it you know so i find that very interesting and i don't know where i was going with that but the highlighting point or overall arcing uh, yeah i was gonna say the only i mean i don't think really just well go ahead no the overall arcing thing i was trying to highlight was the difference between the corporate and the artistic world and how yeah, one so can I, suffer because of the other yeah song I mean, band band camp is a beautiful thing for artists yes. and now that song traders coming into the fold it's going to be it, fueled it, by money yeah it, it'll more than likely turn out for the worst yeah I, I i think it probably will so just just with how i know and i mean i'm not generally pessimistic but you know i mean i know how shit works and yeah it's probably not going to end well for that platform in general it's it's likely i would imagine it's probably just going to go away they're maybe going to try to make money with it but obviously they're laying off half the people it's probably just going to disappear yeah eventually or just and, be a shadow of itself right in the worst way as possible and that resource that artists have will be gone will someone come along and replace it maybe maybe not and that's what sucks and it took too long to get to this point too to establish, yeah. like for for uh, <coughs> a brand like Bandcamp to build itself up that then if the next thing comes along how long is it gonna, yeah how long is it gonna take yeah to, is, for, the, for, for people to have trust in this thing and if it'll exist because <sighs> Will they generate enough profit for people to use it and it for it for its own longevity? Yeah, well, and then that's the other thing. Just in running business, will they be able to withstand the longevity of expending resources and not making them back all the way? Usually, it's generally three years. Most, as we've said on other podcasts, most businesses fail within the first three years because they don't have the capital to expend the money but not get a return on it and usually it takes three years for something to get to where you're then returning and making profit so you know that new thing that's coming along will likely fail and that sucks because then we're just we're then we are um god damn what's the word we're exacerbating what we were talking about with the subscription model yeah we're exacerbating that for the consumer negatively because then if there is no alternative Everyone has to comply with the subscription model. Yeah. So, and then if you if you're an artist and you want to get your shit heard, you have to comply with how they're going to tell you what to do and how this is going to work. Yeah. Which is probably why there really aren't any unions in the music industry for artists because the record labels want to be able to just tell you what the fuck to do and this is how you're going to do it and don't question it, just do what we say. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to make shit worse and that sucks. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah. uh, where do we go from here? Well, with what? With topics? Or what we're gonna talk about? Yeah, because I think we've kind of more or less. Oh yeah, we beat the shit out of that for I, fucking forty-one minutes. Like really? We, that was, yeah. I mean, dude, I, I, I didn't thought, think I thought we were gonna go for thirty minutes on that. I thought, yeah, I thought we were gonna get maybe like fifteen or twenty out of it, and we, you know, we got forty-one minutes. So, well, probably around forty because I talked for well, thirty-five-ish. Let's just say because I talked for a couple minutes at the beginning with the dickhead, uh, you know, things about other countries, but. I mean, yeah, that's pretty. That was good. Um, so, one thing that I do, I I am definitely more upset about this than you, and I'm not super upset about it. But it's the it's the aspect of gatekeeping in this in the industry, as we've talked about before. All right, do you want to save this? Yeah, I, or do you want to do this now? Or, or do you want to save it for the end? 
Yeah. Like the main event, make that the main event. All right. Yeah. Okay. Because we'll are you going to say quite a bit? I feel like I am. And I don't know. All right. I, I don't know. I feel like there's two, two things I can brush over real quickly. Okay. Um, so over, sorry, the reason I, I, I'm having pauses in between is because I have this cough that I'm trying to get rid of and I'm trying not to cough that much on the stream. So my, I, I apologize if, if my uh, theory is that the re- Adam has the black lung disease. That's, yeah. that's, what, I think, <laughs> that's what I think is happening. All right. So something cool happened over the weekend. Uh, this band that we talk about on episode nine uh-huh, of the Game Rage man. Music Podcast. Yeah. The home of fucking prophecies. Prophecies and predictions yeah. made real. Yes. Uh, this band that I was very enthusiastic about. I don't really know where Josh fell on this group. Possibly indifferent or just... I not- enjoyed it. It's not my normal... It's not the normal shit that I listen to. Mm. But I didn't I didn't dislike it. I yeah. mean, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Okay. So Dabda, this group from South Korea that I was pretty jazzed about. <laughs> South Korea. South Korea, by the way. Don't, well, don't the, the real best Korea. All right. <laughs> the best Korea. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but like when you start coughing, I I yeah, I just I just interject there to not go. have yeah, dead yeah, air. That's so not I'm not, I'm not inter- intentionally interrupting him. It's I'm just trying to make sure there's no dead right. air. So anyways, good. So Dabda, this band that I was very enthusiastic about that I found, I think, on August twenty-fifth. Okay. Of this year. Approximately. Approximately. They were featured on KEXP, which is a notable radio station in Seattle, probably known nationally in the U.S. Like, and a, nationally, like a nationally syndicated radio station, you would say? Like syndicated, they, meaning Meaning what? it's played outside of its own market in Seattle. I don't know like if it shows. is or okay, not, all right. but uh, nonetheless, it's a radio station that people tune into because they have... Uh, great music curated and they have their KEXP sessions which are recorded recorded live performances uh, of artists from who the fuck knows where yeah and I saw a random feed my my feed came up with Dabda and I just saw KEXP Song of the Week, Flower Tell, which is the song that I was personally yeah. enthusiastic about. And I said specifically on the program, this is something that I think would fall on. I think there's going to be radio stations that would be interested uh, to hear this band or would want to play this band. And this band doesn't have a large following or nothing. This is just purely me speaking on my own intuition um, about what I believe in music or bands that I believe in and I took a leap of faith and said that thing and it fucking happened which is like the strangest fucking thing because this is like the third or fourth incidents where I've said something and it fucking happened so and this is this is well before you know KXP caught on to this group like I've, I'm ahead of the curve by like six six, six weeks, weeks or, yeah. yeah or maybe even closer to two months um, so yeah, this is another one of those occurrences where I don't know what it is, man. I like <coughs> I don't have <clears throat> I don't have the money to show that this thing for me is 
and I, I don't want to measure what we're doing through dollars, but God damn it, dude. If there was ever a sign from the universe, if there was any type of divine fate or whatever you want to call it, um, to say that I'm on the right track, dude, like I, I feel it. Like I feel like I'm on the right track in life because the things I say become truth. And I'm not saying yeah. I'm a prophet or anything like that, even though I just said, <laughs> even though I just said that we're the home of prophecies for music and shit, but I'm just, it's, it's, it's like an intuition about things for music. I just, I don't fucking know, dude. I don't know. What do you have to say for this matter? My personal take on this is I fucking have no idea how you fucking do this. I don't, I don't get it. I don't. Now we initially not pitched, but framed this podcast as you being a musical expert and me being a fucking regular ass dude and then you say oh i'm no expert i think it's pretty obvious now at this point Mm. that you can legitimately say you are an expert on music Mm. i mean you fucking have called multiple things and if i have to point out a few other things i think jock is one yep uh the success of her because i said it from day one yep i literally said it from day one like day one uh, day one fingers in the sky sky. um the henry rollins thing where i talk about a band uh, called split system yeah a week before i said uh Actually, I wrote it in a post right. on Instagram, so it wasn't something I said directly on the program, but I did say that this is something that I think Henry Rollins would pick up on following week. It happened. Yeah. So... Yeah. Those are three... So so that's those are just three examples that we can yeah. show off the top of our head. I am sure that there are more, and, and I guarantee there will continue to be more. Yeah. With the stuff that you have, we've said, you know, over the past fucking fourteen, whatever, however many number of episodes we've fucking been doing, yeah, and it is a, it's a. I agree with you that this is a positive reinforcement that we are going in the right direction, not just with this, but everything in general. Because I, I feel something. Yeah, I don't. I can't explain it. I can't quantify it. I can't. There's no dollars. I know there's no dollars in it right now, but it there's it's just a it's just a feeling, dude. Like I can gra- I can grab you, it, man. Yeah, you know, okay, you know when, you know, we were kids and we we would go to, you know, obviously both of us have been been raised Catholic, right? And you go to church and they talk about being not rich in money, but rich in the soul. Yeah. I understand what that means now. Yeah. Because Doing this, everything we've done for this, I feel the wealth inside of me. Yeah. I don't and there's again, there are no dollars. We we've we've not made a single fucking dollar yet. Yeah. And that's okay because that's not that's not like the main goal of what we're doing. Right. And <clears throat> I I feel that we are on the right track to eventually be able to do that and and do this where we can full time put our efforts into just this where we can make enough money to where the three of us at least can just do this full time and 
the positive affirmations or reinforcements or whatever you want to call it are continuing to move forward. They're continuing to happen, specifically with the musical stuff. You being able to pick these artists and it's going to turn into one of these days you finding an artist that has really no following and reaching out to them and just talking to them. Maybe we get them on here for an interview, talk about them. And then when we go to do our eventual festival show, whatever the fuck we're going to talk about, maybe they're blown up by then and they want to come help us and they want to fucking perform on this thing because we talked to them before anybody else, right? That's what's going to turn into us getting, like breaking our foot in, I guess you could say, because we're already in. We're just being constantly pushed out. And, and kept out of the mix. Uh, hold, hold that thought because that'll right. transition over it to will. something in the future. Yes, it w- w- that's going to be the main course, right. main event for. Yeah, right. and and so these little things are going to add up to one big thing happening, and that's all we need is one big thing, and then we're we're set. And again, I to back to the original thing of you doing. Adam, the musical prophet. That's what we should just... You should change your fucking Instagram name from All Gas No Trash Official to the actual music prophet. The musical That's, oracle. Yeah, oracle. Jesus Christ, yeah. Adam the oracle. Fucking calling it like it is. Calling his shot. He is the Babe Ruth of fucking music entertainment uh, fucking analysis. He literally will call his shot and then fucking hit it exactly where he said it was going to go. Yeah. And... I fucking don't. I have no idea how you do it. I don't even know if you know how you do it, but maybe there is no know-how how to do it. You just have a gift, a natural talent for doing it. And, and what's fucking crazy is it took you damn near 30 fucking years of life to figure out or 20-something, whatever, however, was, however old you were when you started like yeah, really I, doing I, this. I'm going to be honest, dude. I We kind of had this conversation, I think, uh, in the BFN show. Yeah. I don't think I've amounted to shit for like a majority of my life. Right. And I think it's because one, I was afraid. Yeah. Uh, cause I don't know if it's just part of being a Mex- in a Mexican family, much like any other family of, uh, I hate to point out a specific <laughs> group of people, but when it, when it comes to like Indian people, when you're from that country and your family moves over from there to the U S right. And your your family's putting you on to go through college and to do these yeah. things, and they want you to be an engineer or a they, doctor. They, they want certain roles yeah. for you in the future, and I think it's kind of the same way. I mean, maybe not as strict as an Indian family, but your yeah. fa- your family usually wants you to succeed, but they want you to do it in certain roles. And I felt that way, but also, uh, I've also changed my mind a lot about a lot of things that I wasn't sure about, like right. I mean, I, I was supposed to be in computer science and it turns out like, you know, doing, doing things with computers while I do enjoy it and I do love problem solving and stuff. I don't want to sit at a computer for fucking eight to 10 hours a day. I do enjoy talking to people, even though I probably resemble something of an introvert for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, cause I choose to to you know conserve my energy or whatever i don't know what it is but i do enjoy talking to people like yeah and maybe that's why like i have this connection um maybe i enjoy talking to artists because it's not about trivial life stuff like relationships or 
just stupid things that I don't really care about. Like it's like high level concepts or abstract yeah. things. Like right. I just enjoy that shit. I don't know why, but this is like the first time in my life that if we get paid to be professionals in this regard, yeah, that I would be fulfilled in like every aspect, like financially, mentally, spiritually, like all, all those things would be, I have what, two of those things right now. Yeah. Spiritually and mentally, this, this fulfills me. It makes me happy. I love doing it. I can't wait to do shit every week. Oh yeah. Yeah. The money part, I've done it once. I've been paid to do something in music before once. So I've had all three Yeah, and I can do it again. And this is the next thing. And I'm uninhibited, dude. I, I think I am my true self at this point for the show. Um, there's no, there's no part of me that's holding back on myself. Like where in maybe other parts of my life in years past, I didn't know if I was all three things or whatever. Yeah. Uh, where I felt fulfilled. Um, but right now I do, I do. And I, it's hard to justify things to people, to talk to people, um, whether that's family and friends to tell them, I haven't actually told a lot of my family or, uh, even friends, um, about what I'm doing. And I probably think they don't care or they haven't been encouraging whatever it might be, but I don't care at this point what they say, because I know what I've done. Cause, um, <laughs> I've been in this for four or five years and I had success in different ways or whatever. Yeah. But I'm so far in it that like nobody can tell me otherwise because nobody has done what I've done. And just the things that have been happening with me predicting stuff is just further. It's more feathers in the cap for me to, to say I'm in the right place. Yeah. You know, this is going to sound, this is going to sound very soft. All right. Soft. SAWFT soft. SAWFT doesn't sound very soft, okay? But what you just said about now at this point in us having been doing over 50 episodes in general of just podcasting and whatnot, I mean, just not just specifically with this, but in general, that, you know, you have been able to sort of truly be uninhibited and, you know, you find your real self, I guess, right? Yeah. Like, just you saying that right there, you just made doing all this worth it for me. Yeah. Because whether it ever goes anywhere or whether it ever turns in anything, mm. I I had a hand in helping you figure that out yeah. or getting to that point by, by getting this going. And right there, that just made it all worth it. Yeah. And because uh, what did we say at the beginning? I said, man, if I could entertain one person, if I can make one person's day better, mm. make them have a laugh when they're feeling like they're, they're sitting there with the fucking, you know, uh, the, the fucking their finger on the trigger and they're ready to go. But then they hear me say something and they go, oh, you know what, man? All right. I'm gonna stick around a little longer. That's it. That's worth it. That's all. I, that's all I need. I don't need to fucking be. If I can help one person get a job, if I can help one person break into doing something that they want to do, that just that just makes it all fucking worth it. Yeah. And you know, again, we both were on paths that we previously were not for us. We thought we were told what we needed to be. We were, or or maybe there were preconceived ideas of true. what we should be. Yes, that also. Yeah, preconceived ideas, things we were told, just whatever the fuck it was, that shit wasn't us. 
It wasn't for us. And it's taken time, at least for me, it's taken time for me to kind of really figure out what it is that I'm supposed to do. I mean, yeah, man, I'm going to be fucking, I'm going to be 36 in a couple weeks. And it really took me 35 years to basically get to the point where I've figured out that I kind of, I kind of knew it a few years ago, but didn't execute it very well. But this kind of shit is what I want to do. I know that now. I know that this is what I want to do. This is what I want to be involved in. And it wouldn't have happened if I would have stayed on the other path. Mm. Sometimes it makes you think, and I, this is turning to fucking the philosophical fucking podcast now. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever, fuck it. You people like probably enjoy this, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, it changed it up a little bit. You're not hearing us talk about the same old shit. The, this has turned into, if you fall off of a path, it doesn't necessarily mean that you failed. You just, this it wasn't the path you were meant to walk. And if I would have been successful and still doing that, I wouldn't, we wouldn't be doing this right now, but because there was fucking adversity and there was fucking issues and problems and this and that and the other thing. And for one thing led to another, now we're here and we have the opportunity to do this and it's fucking great because it, like you said, it finally put us on the path that we, it unlocked in us what we, what we really want to do. And yeah, it took a lot of time. It wasn't like this was an overnight fucking thing. Yeah, sure. Trust me. I wish 10 years ago I would have figured this shit out because we'd already have been, we'd, we'd already be making it right now. But at the same time, I also don't wish that because I am, we're starting this now with all the experience we've had over the last however many years to apply to this thing and hopefully make fewer mistakes than we would have 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah. So, you know, it's great. It's, it, this, this is fucking great. And yeah. And, I know it's hard. I can't not measure a double negative, but uh, <laughs> I think it's hard to not include money in the mix because that's what society says. And also things cost money. I understand true. that. Yeah. True. But when it comes to living far down the road in the golden years or whatever, I know that whether I have a lot of money or I don't, the only thing that's going to be sitting with me is myself and my thoughts. Like, I know that... Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the future holds for me, but I just know that if I'm going to end up in a retirement home or if I end up in a home by myself, not th- not that I'm saying that I'm lonely or anything like that, yeah, yeah. but I'm not going to fucking think about the times that I made six million dollars or like i won the lottery or some shit like that yeah sure that's cool right but it's more saying like oh man remember that time that josh and i and frank josh frank and i all talked about this specific topic on the podcast remember when he farted and <laughs> and then he shit himself or, yeah yeah or something something <laughs> stupid like that right or you remember when josh said like too many times and he got chopped in the fucking yeah. chest and then frank did a sit up yeah. did a, made him do a push-up while sitting on top of him like yeah yeah it's stuff like that that i can look back all my life and say that that shit was worth more than gold as opposed yeah. to like physical dollars. Cause the dollars don't go with you when you die. Right. Yeah. And they don't mean it as much when you're older. Cause and you have all the time in the world. And I mean, if you don't have anybody to spend it with or stuff like that, then 
Or if you, you know, spent all your time just fucking trying to get as much money as you could, then once you hit the number, what do you do now? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, what, where do you go from there? So, I don't know. I, I, I feel it. Like you said, I feel it. I feel it inside of me. Yeah. That, that something is happening. I can't really articulate yet what that is. <coughs> because obviously the people that listen to the specifically the music podcast, I mean this I, I mean in case you didn't fucking know, this this isn't the only thing we got going on. There's other things in the works, there's other things that are happening, multiple other podcasts. There's all kinds of other stuff yeah. going on. And some of those other projects are turning into things that are are going to well, I guess they're turning from ideas into an actual thing it's manifesting as an actual something tangible there you go that's, that's what we're looking for yeah it's it's, it's going from my an idea to something tangible just like we had this idea for doing all these podcasts it's now tangible it's a thing we have all these different podcasts going on some of the other things are going from ideas and turning into tangible objects and that's fucking cool because that is like the whole art art of create we are creating shit and that's fucking cool so i don't know i don't know what else where else was this going? But yeah, <coughs> fucking. <coughs> I'm excited for the future of this. Mm. I think it's going good places, and it's not. It don't get me don't get me wrong, people out there listening to this. This shit ain't fucking easy. It it is fun. It's I look forward to it every week. Like Adam says, I have a great fucking time doing all this shit. But it's not easy. It's very difficult. It is it is fucking probably the hardest fucking thing I've ever had to do, which is probably why it's so fulfilling. Every week when we sit here and we record and get way more out of fucking whatever we thought we were going to talk about, and then uh, I got to sit here and go do this and that and put the things out on social media, and yeah, that stuff's hard, but at the end of it when it's done, I just feel so fucking accomplished and I feel so fucking fulfilled that, you know, I just I think I'm going to explode. Yeah. And then I'm like, God, I can't wait till next week to do this all over again. You know what I'm saying? Every, every time I post the episodes, I'm like, oh man, I can't wait till we do the next one, you know? <coughs> And and that's what's fucking important, I think. Yeah, I don't know. So another thing too, this I I don't know if this means anything, but I've also been rewarded for bad shit I've done. True. True. We, uh, as I may have pointed out, I got invited to a management party because I made fun of one of the ex employees. Um, <laughs> through a meme and it yeah. caught the fancy of the the founder of this management party or rather this management group yeah. of artists that uh, I mean the thing actually hasn't happened but I'm not concerned about you know if it's actually going to happen because he wants to have dinner with me and explain why this person is an ex-employee um, but just simply the fact that I got invited because it, because of something stupid that i made <laughs> that i made uh as a meme i'm like fuck dude this th- me behaving badly or me yeah. being a good person and saying nice things about artists it doesn't matter nope. <laughs> it's whatever i fucking do that i it's simply the act of being me that has yep. rewarded me different benefits and shit so that's how i know i'm also on the right path yeah because it's completely irrelevant whether you're doing something good or whether you're doing something bad the fact that you are doing it that's what's getting making things happen yeah because 
you know, again, if you would have never sent that, put that out there, that 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 door would have never been opened. Yeah. And and there was a lot of people, or there was people telling me, "Oh, you don't want to do that. That's uh, not good." <laughs> yeah, talking, making making a meme, talking shit about somebody is, is is bad. But you know what, man? What they ended up telling me was that, oh, I wish. Excuse me. I'm sorry. The no, no you're, yeah, you're, you're good. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, there was people who said, "Oh, I couldn't have said it better myself." Yeah. So you didn't have the balls to fucking say it. Is the truth? Like, is the True. truth? I mean, I'm not going to tell that to them to their faces because I can't exactly. <laughs> but hey, dude, as long as I'm fucking independent, I get to say whatever the fuck I want until yep. until somebody shows me the dollar. I mean, I don't want to say I'm going to sell out, but for the right price, I might. <laughs> But until then, we're just going to fucking keep yapping and yeah. just doing dumb shit for as long as we can do this. But Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, again, it just, it doesn't matter whether the things I do are good or bad, whether I am I'm extremely critical of artists or not. Yeah. Like people pay attention, man. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying, oh man, it's going to make me sound like I have an inflated ego or whatever. But dude, I'm so tired of being a fucking loser, dude. Like, yeah by my own definition but this is the closest that i've been to to what i think is like me on the right path and maybe it's not arrogance it's just simply like being confident in myself because i i talk so well about other artists and what i think their future is like why can't i do that for myself true why can't you so i don't know i i think you can i think that well i think that you doing those things is what's going to propel mm. you further in this in this regard of the musical music industry or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And you know, maybe it's quite possible that because of some of the things that we say, we will be further pushed back and further pushed out of the ring of favor. It just like with what you said, I'm sure when you did that meme, some people, as you said, you got invited to that thing. Some people thought that was funny and, oh, they let you have a little peek behind the curtain here a little bit. You you got closer to this ring, but then I'm sure on the other ring, oh, they're going to try to keep you out as fucking much as they can, which then makes... Leads to our main course. Yes, which, which, <laughs> which leads us to the main issue at hand here, which... I just, I just want to preface and yeah. say that I don't... No, you go ahead. But I just want to, like, after you say your thing, I yeah. just want to preface all this thing by saying that the consequences of my own actions, that's for me to deal with and stuff. And um, I don't have a problem with this person at all. I, yeah. I just, everything that I say on Instagram is for kayfabe. It's for entertainment. It's yes. Be- I do this because this is the way I grab your attention. I have to do smutty or post smut stuff. True. Because that's what you guys want. Like, I've tried being nice and... And nobody fucking gives a shit. Yeah. But this specific thing that we're going to talk about right now, I don't think that that was smut. I don't think that was smutty. I think it was it was just a comment on how the music industry works. It was an observation. An observation. A comment, a comment about an observation. That's all it was. So, <clears throat> I would also like to preface this by saying I do not have any issue with with this person with, with with i'll just say with jocko team okay or or her team i do think she is like you say a once in a generation talent i think she has the potential to do a fucking shit ton and 
I don't think that she was actually involved in this at all, potentially. Who the fuck knows? And who dude? knows? Who cares? It's irrelevant, I guess. But so essentially, we talked about on the podcast about Jacotine and, and Thames, you know, having a, you know, a thing. They were doing like working together. Uh, had a look she opened for her or whatever yes the thing was she created a reel yeah that was trying to sell an organic moment that she made a cover referring to jockatine of a thames song thames saw it because she was tagged in it i believe yeah yeah and it resulted in hey do you want to come and perform at my show Yeah, yeah sure why not but the thing is underneath the surface each of those artists, respectively, are on labels that are owned by Sony Music Entertainment. And that was the comment, was that I was saying that this is how I believe yeah. things operate. Because people don't tell me. I have to look for the shit myself. Right. Uh, so that's what I said. And then the next moment, she unfollows me. Uh, and that's, uh, again, it doesn't matter for me because yes. I, I don't. I'm not doing this as a popularity contest. Because if I am somebody that is supposed to be... Uh, if I have any kind of journalistic integrity, I'm going to say things that are not always going to be pleasing to people. And that means like the artists that I want to talk about or even management groups or, or labels or whatever. Like I, I can say what I want because this is what I personally believe uh, because of things that I've seen or witnessed or have proof of. Yes, Correct. Okay, so so that's not even that's kind of just the beginning of the issue for, for me at least. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, give 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 what, uh, give it to us. What really what really fucking actually pissed me off in general was so you have had you've had a conversation, you know, you've talked to her her manager and stuff. They are aware of how you feel about her as an artist. They're aware that you 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 support that you are behind her all the way that you you've been talking about her before anybody over here in america at least was fucking really talking uh, about yeah, it. i gotta say i'm probably the first person in the u.s that did yeah pretty anything yeah did anything i mean she got her first radio play because of right me. yes exactly um and i i'm not asking for anything in return i didn't do that because i was i want something i did it because i'm like no this is this is somebody that's got a future and there's yeah. many good things on the way and i'm just gonna do my part right that's and all it really yeah, was right exactly and so not asking for anything right so what fucking really got me and uh, was after you told me that that you know she unfollowed you i was like oh well that's weird so then i see that they whoever runs her social media i don't know if it's her or what, what the, it's whatever but her social media page on instagram posted these three back-to-back things in in this reel that was other people talking about her and saying how she's so great and she's oh she's just oh my god this is amazing this is the greatest shit i've ever seen and that was was what kind of got me because you having done that from the beginning and asking nothing in return all you did was comment on how, oh, hey, this like they're trying to sell it as organic. We know, we know it's not. We're not we're not stupid. We can you know you can kind of see you can connect the dots and you can at least infer that well they worked to, they they work under the same label. So it's likely that something behind the scenes happened to make this go right. 
I also think part of it was because I've been laying into some certain topics, whether that's Grace McKagan sure. and, and, and nep- nepotism. Sure. Or there was uh, me talking about this one group called Shirley Temple that really gets under my skin because yeah. of how they pander for likes and follows that right. oh this is your favorite you know uh indie band uh can you press a few buttons so we can make our dreams come true as opposed to saying that oh here we're x band and this is what we're about and not having a call to action because it should be for me to ultimately decide whether I like your music or not, and not you asking me directly to follow you, right? Not on the basis or the merit of your music itself. That shit pissed me off, and I I know she w- was watching all that shit. Yeah, but that's how I feel about music. Like sometimes it's embellished to 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 give like <laughs> I know I don't know why I'm comparing this to like Bill O'Reilly or Rush Limbaugh, <laughs> but but that shock yeah. value is yeah. what draws people in. Yeah. Exactly, and, and it's kayfabe. It's like yeah. yeah, but so yeah, so so I think it's supplemented with that. Yeah, that I think it, that like, again, but because of what we say, yeah, and the opinions that we have about certain things, and the observations that we make. I mean, we also did a whole goddamn fucking episode about Live Nation and and how they're horrible and taking over the fucking music industry essentially. Yeah, and connecting all those dots. So I'm sure that may, maybe who knows maybe that has something to do with it, but. What what pissed me off was you doing this shit and them acknowledging you by having a, co- a phone conversation with you and talking to you about about this stuff. Phone conversation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A phone. Con- well, didn't you have or didn't you have a or was it email or whatever email, it was, right? Email. Yeah, a conversation over something. Sorry, I misspoke. Uh, the fact that they acknowledged that, cool. Like that's awesome, but. Why not try and say, hey, this is the one guy that's talking. Maybe we should put this guy on here and let people see, oh, look, people over here are talking about her. And then as soon as we say something that did not curry favor, that ob- obviously to me, it just shows that the, the reaction that was had by quote unquote unfollowing, well, it's clearly what you said did not, they did not like obviously, or whatever we, the observation that was made, they, they didn't, they didn't or like it. Or it's something they didn't want to hear. Could have been too. Well, either way, they didn't like it. Regardless of whether they want, they didn't like it. It wasn't positive in their eyes. So they just said, oh, okay, that's it. Unfollow. Don't want to hear it anymore. Which, that's fine. That's their right. They can do that. But then to immediately go highlight other people who are saying all the stuff you've been saying from, as you say, day one, pointing to the air. And this has been fucking a thing since pretty much I've gotten involved with music where I've seen artists, I've spoken about them, yeah. I've said things, but I'm not much of a public figure, as sure. you would say, or as one would say, that, my God, dude, I, I see this, I don't know what his name is, but there's this guy that's like a, I think he's a barber, right? Uh-huh. And his thing is that he he talks about like oldies music and stuff like yeah, that. Okay. And he's talked about bands that are more contemporary, like the sacred souls and uh, a band called the Altons. And those bands are respectively part of Penrose records. Yeah. I saw the fucking birth of that record label with my own fucking eyes. I've talked to those people yeah. in person before they were anybody, but I've like when they were rising up, I was talking about them and shit. And I mean, I'm not, I didn't get any 
fucking uh, stuff like coming my way as far as like follows right. or anything sure. like that. This motherfucker is talking about them fucking five or four years down the road when I was talking about them from fucking day well not day one but very yeah, fucking yeah. very very early. Actually, these sacred souls are probably closer to day four. But <laughs> but <laughs> point being made is that I'm very keen to things that yeah, and I just I haven't received the reception or the reciprocity yeah. uh, of things coming my way or like, yeah. And that's what irks me about this is it's, they want to, it's like, and this is just, this is a comment on the music industry or the entertainment industry as a whole, because this is not exclusive to just Jocko teen and or her people or the man or whatever record. It's not even exclusive to the music industry. This is the entertainment business as a whole. They will, if you do something that they like, Oh man, that's cool. Hey, you did that. Awesome. Great. Well, you can't really do anything for me. So other than like, we just thought that was good. So, eh, all right, cool. Well, keep doing that. And then whatever, never hear it. But then the second you say something that is not a yes man type answer or a yes man type move. Oh, sorry. We can't, we can't be associated with you anymore. We can't, we can't do anything. We can't, we can't even know that we can't even, we don't want to know you exist now at this point. So, that's what, and then, but then, and this is, this is, I don't know, and I don't know, it could have just been coincidental, but to me, as I, because I know how fucking people work, because I have a lot of fucking experience in dealing with fucking just people in general, and it, I'm inferring things, and I'm, this is my opinion, and I am inferring things, but it seems to me that it was a direct, oh, we specifically haven't highlighted this guy from doing this from the beginning. So now we've highlighted no one up until this point. They haven't reposted shit and shown people that's talking about her at all. And then the second you, the, the main proponent from the beginning, says something and they unfollow you and then they immediately post a bunch of people talking about her. I, I will debate that that was strictly coincidental. Could have been, yes. Uh, I said, I said, I said, admitted that it probably could, it could have been coincidental. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like that's more coincidental. Coincidental than anything. She's free to choose when she absolutely uh, reshares yeah, sh- sure. stuff from people, and it just so happened to be that it was that day. True. It, yeah. So, but it is just a little bit of a too much to me, at least. It's too much of a fucking coincidence to have not been somehow related. Because then, and as I look into the people that she was, that they were, you know sharing they also too are associated with in some way or another the the um what is it god damn it why, why am i blanking on the name so, of the sony yes music? there you go yeah so they're associated in some way with sony music so further again highlighting my point that if you're not in you're not in and if you don't if you want to be in if you don't say everything yes sir no sir Absolutely, this is exactly what we want to do, and this is this is going to be 100%. We're going to agree with you. If you're not just like a fucking yes ma'am, yes man, not a yes ma'am, but a yes man, then then they are going to gatekeep the fuck out of you and and or at least not help you at all. And and again, this is where I just see it as a as a form of gatekeeping because you were doing something good for them and and honestly, you were doing the right thing by saying and trying to highlight and get her shit out there, get get any of these bands, you're doing the right thing because they are good artists and you're trying to highlight them and and whether we have a fucking following that's big enough to fucking help them or not is irrelevant. You're out here talking about them and trying to do the right thing by them because they're good artists, right? You're trying to help promote them. 
And not that we do it because, or not that you're doing it, or I'll say we, not that we're out here doing this because we want them to uh, fucking, we want, we're not looking for anything from them. We're doing it because it's the right thing to do. Mm. But then to see this happen and then to be kind of, oh, unfollowed and then, oh, but we're going to give that rub to somebody else who's, who's also saying nice things. That is just, that's what, that's just what fucking pissed me off. I don't know why I can't, it just, it just fucking pissed me off. Maybe I'm inferring too much into it. I'm reading too much into the situation. I have been accused of doing that in the past, but with what I know about people and how they operate and how, as we've talked about on other episodes of this podcast and other podcasts, the gatekeeping is fucking real. And to me, this is just another highlighting example of we are we are definitely being quote unquote we're not going to be welcomed in. And I just want to highlight and just say, as a result of this, we are not going to start just censoring what we say and becoming yes men and just kowtowing to whatever the industry that we're discussing wants to fucking hear. That's not what this is about. This is about us saying what we believe and what we feel and putting our opinions out there and telling people what we think. And I will not be fucking censored for any reason. I will not let anybody tell me what I can and can't say. And I don't care if there is a quote unquote, uh, and this is being general speaking. All right. Just to be clear, I'm being generally speaking. If there is to be a punitive damage of someone saying, you, we didn't like what you said, so we are going to we are going to make sure that you go nowhere. We're going to fucking do everything we can to make sure you go nowhere. Even if there is some sort of punitive damage like that for doing for saying what I think and talking about what I want to talk about, I don't give a shit. It's not going to change what I'm doing. It's not going to change what I am going to talk about because if this were to happen and let's say to some lower podcast i mean we are the lower podcast like we're the lowest podcast but if there was some less popular podcast that was like some guy trying to get in to talking about music and he said something that they didn't like and they would actively go after him or they would just be like oh your access you're cut off your, your access is cut off then that's fucked up and that guy if he wants to get back in what's he gonna do because he had maybe a little in, well, he's going to do whatever he can to fucking try to get back in and kowtow, and, and he shouldn't have to do that. That's what I'm saying. That shouldn't be what it's about. You shouldn't have to fucking... Selling out's not the right word, but... Yeah, yeah you shouldn't have to... Uh, you shouldn't have to just be, be a, a fucking yes-man. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah, that's the right word. You shouldn't have to be a fucking bootlicker or an ass-kisser or any of that stuff to get anywhere. And that's the one thing that I hate about the entertainment industry as a whole is the fucking fakeness and this is what it gets to is it's the fakeness it's this fake bullshit of hey hey thank you so much for doing you don't fucking thank you don't give a fuck that i did this you're just doing this because fuck i don't know personally my opinion of the matter is people do that kind of shit to the lower people to make themselves feel like they're fucking important because they feel like they're better than you. And so when you're in an industry where everyone's better than you and they're constantly shoving in your face, when you finally get the opportunity to be above someone, you people as a whole in general will take that opportunity to then make themselves feel like they're somebody by making you showing you, Hey, look at me, I'm somebody and I can do things right. But you're nobody to highlight that you're just a nobody. Thanks for doing this. I'm important. You're not.
That I fucking hate that. And to me, this just sort of highlights that on a very microcosm, it's a very small fucking level. It's not like this is Adele or it's not like this is fucking Beyonce doing this to us, which, man, you know, Beyonce, if you want to fucking talk shit to us, uh, please do. That would be fucking awesome. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, but it's even if it's like a club artist doing this, that's someone that just literally has no record deal and they literally just perform at fuck, uh, not even club, a bar. If they just perform at the bar down the street and they and we say something nice about them and then they they give you that bullshit. Oh, hey, you know, ha ha. It's so fucking fake. It's not genuine. Because of the result of what happens when something is said that you didn't fucking want to hear. You just want to be surrounded by yes men? That's your choice? And I know Frank got hot at me the last podcast, the other podcast, for, for saying things are wrong and, and putting it. But no, no. That's fucking wrong. Okay? That is fucking the wrong answer. If you just want to be surrounded by yes men. Fucking wrong. You are wrong. I don't give a fuck who you are or what you have to say. You're fucking wrong. And... I guess that's my fucking rant. I, I was fucking hot about it and I got it out. I'm not losing, again, I'm not losing sleep over this. I think it's kind of funny, but it's just that specific thing really pissed me off as because I feel like this whole industry, no one fucking wants to help each other. No one wants to fucking help anybody out. And we've talked about this. Everybody's trying to get something from someone. Everyone's trying to get, hey man, what can you do for me? What is it that you can provide for me that I can take advantage of? That's how this whole fucking industry of entertainment is, is based. That is the, the root of it, is that fucking thing. And yes, I'm speaking generally, and I'm sure it's not 100 fucking percent. I'm sure there's a lot of nice people out there, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that want to help people and just you know generally um, you know, look out for other people. But I can tell you 100% with the fact that that is not the majority. That the majority of people that are in this industry want to get something from you and that's why you have artists who fucking don't want to talk to people don't the, nobody wants to come on an independent podcast because they look at it as oh my agent's trying to get out of everything from me and they're always trying to see what i can do for me, what they what i can do for them what can these guys do for me they take the same fucking attitude oh what can these guys do for me nothing ah oh, fuck it i'm not even gonna waste my time whereas me being outside of the industry and just generally a good, decent person. Well, I'm an asshole, but generally wants to help people out. I would be like, shit, you are the bar artist and you want to fucking you. We, we have, we have 11 fucking Instagram followers. You have three. We got more than you. Come on our podcast. Maybe all 11 of our followers will follow you yeah. and that will be a boost of, I can help you out. I'm not asking you to fuck. I don't need require you to help me for me to help you, I guess is the point that I'm making. And I know I just said a lot of fucking things, mm. but I am, imp I am passionate about that, about doing this to help people out. And I want to, I don't want, I hate the fucking gatekeeping, man. I've been gatekept from everything in my entire fucking career of everything I've ever tried to do. People on the end that you want to get into will do every fucking thing they can to keep you out. And if you do one fucking thing, one tiny thing to piss them off or to not toe the line, you're out. You're never going to get in well, as far as they're concerned. Or they were, they were never going to let you in to begin with, but they gave you the illusion. Yeah, oh yes. They gave you the illusion to make themselves feel important. 
And maybe I'm projecting some of my past fucking traumas on this whole thing. Maybe. Yeah. It's, it's quite possible. Yeah. I won't rule that out. Yeah. But I do think that my point still stands that gatekeeping is fucking horseshit. And no matter what level you're in, whether you're at the tippy top or you're down at the fucking bottom sleeping with the fishes, as they say, Mm. you shouldn't be fucking trying to keep everybody out. You shouldn't be trying to fucking you. You need everybody. Here I go on another rant. The fucking whole entertainment industry wants to talk about all this horse shit about being inclusive and all this stuff. This is not this is that is a lie. Because you will do whatever you can to exclude everyone. Oh, but we need to be inclusive and allow these type of people in or this type of person in. Oh, what about the type of person that just says what they mean and uh, says how they feel and you just didn't want to hear it? Oh, no, no. We need to keep them as far away out as fucking possible. We don't like what they say. We don't like what they stand for. Well, you're not being inclusive then, you fucking hypocrite. Mm. And that's another thing I hate is fucking hypocrisy. I don't know why I'm getting so hot about this, but goddamn. It, it, I, it gets me fucking fired up, Adam. That's, that's, just, that's my point. Is it, it just gets me fucking fired up because I hate injustice and I hate seeing hypocrisy. And sure, I'm sure I'm a hypocrite on some things. But if you are in a position of power and you abuse that power through hypocrisy, go fuck yourself. That's all I have to say. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> go fuck yourself really pisses me the fuck off yeah and i don't and again i'm not gonna lose sleep over this it gave us an additional 30 minutes of shit for me to rant about yeah. to talk about on the it's great content sure but it, it's just it's just fucking pisses me off what what say you about it? i ranted what would you have any anything to add or anything to you know yeah i'm i'm largely indifferent to uh Getting unfollowed, I'm largely yeah. indifferent to whether she checks my shit or not because yeah, I wasn't yeah. checking her shit right. to begin with. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, only thing I was checking is like, all right, when's the music coming out? As far as like the reels and shit, eh, every now and then. Yeah, but I've seen enough. Yeah, I've seen enough covers. Like, I, I, I'm not generally a person that likes covers, but I like what she did. But again, I've seen a number of those, and that's enough for me. But right. it was when the music was coming out that I would check her profile. Yeah, I wasn't somebody that was, you know. Checking every so often. I was sure. actually checking her numbers more right, on yeah. Spotify because I was like, oh, this, if I believe that she is somebody to be of note, then I need to see how quickly she's growing from fucking her first official release to thereafter. Yeah. Seeing how quickly it happens. Because if I think I'm right, then I'm going to show the proof. Right. And, and I also want to further illustrate that we are not going to espouse and be a part of the hypocrisy because regardless of how we either of us feel about this happening, it is not going to change the fact that she's still an amazing artist and we are going to continue watching where she goes and continue to follow her. Jocko Watch is not going to disappear because of this. Mm-hmm. It's As a matter of fact, it might make it fucking happen even more now. We might be doing a Jocko Teen segment on every fucking podcast now. <laughs> uh, who the fuck knows? We might do one on the BFN show. The CUP might have a Jocko Teen fucking, uh, ep- uh, uh, fucking episode. Who the f- who knows? There but might be a Jocko Watch podcast. We might even just make it its own podcast. Yeah, you're right. And so, so I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say, oh, Oh, we're never fucking speaking of her again. Because regardless of how we feel about whatever happened, <laughs> we still think she's a great artist. And she deserves to be fucking highlighted and to for everyone to fucking listen to her. Because if she fucking died today and she didn't get to live up to her potential, um, um 
That would literally be an injustice to the world itself. Yeah. I personally yeah. feel that. And, Absolutely. Um, 100%. And that's why I why I want to be that's why I wanted to be helpful. I'm like if, if this person doesn't end up being <coughs> a successful artist and they just end up not to say there's anything wrong with having like a normal career in like being a nurse or a yeah, doctor yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But fuck me, dude. Like when you know in your heart what somebody is supposed to do, like you just want to help and, and you're like, no, this is this is what you're meant to fucking do. Right. Yeah. And it's very evident that that's what she she's meant to do. She needs to do or what she has to do or whatever yeah. you want to call it. And I also would like to just add for what I'm sure will be the future lawsuit regarding this. For the record, what I previously have said regarding my opinions was not specifically about Jocko Teen in general. It was it, this was a generality that I was I was railing on. I wasn't specifically saying that Jocko Teen does these things or her people or any of that stuff. I was just railing specifically about generalities here. So. The facts do remain, though, that yes, this did happen. This, this, we said something, or Adam said something, and then an unfollow took place. That did happen. That's indisputable. Yeah. So, either way, regardless of how you feel about it, if you people out there feel feel one type of way about it, that's fine. But don't don't not follow her. You sh- we uh, you should continue to follow her I, and see her I, shit. I actually hope, and this is the point of me doing anything, whether I am critical of an artist or supportive. Yeah, that it's not whether you like my opinion or you like Josh's opinion or whatever. Yeah. I think you want to know like what I think is a good sign for an artist is when discussions are being had about them, whether they're in favor or against this artist. Yeah. Like if, if 50, a hundred thousand people are talking about this, let's say they have an opinion on it, like an opinion on, let's say the Israel and Hamas conflict. Sure. Yeah. That's how, you know, you fucking made it because people care about, what you say or what you're doing whether that's good or bad dude and i think for her wait where am i going with this shit i don't know (laughs) i have no idea (laughs) i think what you were trying to say is is that us just uh, even talking about right right yeah us talking about this is beneficial to her because it's attention to her nonetheless yeah Exactly. And that's for all artists. Whether the whether I fucking like Shirley Temple or not, I hope they're successful. Like yeah. I mean, dude, I I'm not gonna be somebody that is a fucking obstacle in their path. I hope by me talking about them and saying that I don't like certain things about what they do and you being like, mm, this guy's fucking wrong. But I'm gonna go check out with this band. Um, let's go see what yeah. their music sounds like. I hope that is the <laughs> consequence of me talking about yeah. them. Here's the real test to see if you actually mean that. Do you feel the same way about Grace McKagan? Grace McKagan, if I hate, if I like, like, even though you hate what she does, and you think it's, uh, I think you you refer to it as audio aids. Yeah, um, audio aids. (laughs) uh, Even though you hate it, yeah, the fact that you're talking about it is is could potentially have more people view it, and then thus increase her popularity. Yeah, fuck. I mean, good, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit, dude. Controversy. She took. She took. A chance on herself to make music, yeah. whether it's good or not. Right. I mean, I don't personally don't think it's good. Sure. But fuck, she's out there doing it, and I respect it. And you know what? That highlights... We might suck, too. But oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck, yeah. We probably do in, in the grand scheme of things. But we're out here fucking doing it. And now, we, we are talking shit, right, a little bit. But 
I would, I, I still respect it. I still respect the, them out, the hustle going out there. You're doing it. Yeah. Cause guess what? Uh, people that have criticisms about our podcast, what do we say? Oh really? Tell me, tell me, tell about, me about what your, your podcast is, podcast, right? Dude. Yeah, yeah. That's as, all- the same thing could be said to us. Grace McKagan could say to us, "Oh really? Well, where's your album? Uh, let me hear your fucking musical album." And actually, you probably will hear one soon because, uh, well, I'll, 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 I'll say that after we're done with this topic because it's kind of a funny story. <laughs> yeah. But, anyways, it, yeah. Where's your fucking of this thing for you to criticize me? Yeah, I think there's a. Uh game respects game type of thing True that. whether whether it's podcasting or just any kind of creative endeavor the only way your opinion is valid i know that's a form of gatekeeping for the 99 percent of people that aren't doing a podcast <laughs> yeah but hypocrisy but yep, um yep, yep. but you know the only way i'm going to take criticism from other people is if they are hustling in some way uh it doesn't have to be artistically yeah. but um that's the only way I'm going to be taking other people's opinions yeah. seriously. Uh, so if Grace McKagan says, hey, you fucking take, you have too much radio silence in your program, or you say uh too much, or you, all right, fair point, because at least yeah. you make music yeah. and you are doing something uh, creatively that maybe it's not one-to-one for us because, you know, one, we're doing podcasting and she's doing yeah. music. But the thing we all have in common is that we're trying to be creative people and right. trying to make it a passion yeah. slash career out right. of it. So fair enough. Like I could True. take that from yeah, her. I, I would take, take that gladly from her. Yeah. And because I'm an asshole, I would also say, oh, really? Well, where's your podcast, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Just because I'm an asshole. But I, I agree. I would take the criticism because you're out there hustling, too. You know, if uh, if Goggins came up to me and said, hey, Josh, I think your fucking podcast is terrible. I'd say, thanks, man. You know what? You're probably right. Maybe what, what could I do to change it? And I would take his opinion seriously, even though he doesn't have his own fucking podcast because he hates doing podcasts uh, from what I've heard. But I'd still take his criticism. And then I would say at the end of it, I'd say, that's cool, uh, Mr. Goggins. Thanks. But where's your fucking podcast? Yeah. You know, and then I would just be an asshole because that's what I do. So I- anyways, um, I think that's probably all I had to say about that topic. But I don't know. You got anything else to add? Uh... I think I do, but this is more just a quick, quick topic. Yeah, yeah. So Britney Spears' book came out. Oh yeah, and it comes out that she got she got an abortion oh, when man. Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears, or rather herself, when they were together. She uh, wrote that in the book. Yeah. Damn. So. That, Why'd she do it? Did she say? I think it was just to like. To purge herself of it or to be cathartic? No, no, no. Like, why did she, like, get the abortion? Did she say why? Because the guy told her that they're too young to be having a child. Wait, who told her that? Justin Timberlake. How old were they when this happened? I don't know. Probably in their early young adulthood or late teens. So, like, under under 20, potentially? It could be. It could be. You know, young, young, young I mean, adults. That is, that, is, yeah. listen, that is fucking... That's young, man. I mean, look, I didn't have my, I didn't have my kid until I was, like, 29, so... I mean, yeah. Or... Yeah, twenty nine, thirty. Yeah, I was thirty when she was born. But yeah, I just, fuck man, it's too young to be having kids. But that is crazy. Yeah. Me. So that having come out, I think a lot of people have uh, definitely turned their backs on Justin Timberlake. And uh, but I guess there was other people. There's been people on Reddit that have said this guy was a scumbag to begin with. Uh, he was openly talking about. 
him taking Britney Spears' virginity, and also, I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but uh-huh. if we're going to be graphic, yeah. uh, he said he stuck her hand up her vagina or had her uh-huh. bodily fluids yeah. and told one of the members of NSYNC, smell my finger. And uh, so the guy has been... So, so he's uh, less than respectable. Yes, uh, in regards to the in, uh, in, in previous, and also he, I think uh, I think he also may have said that he she cheated on him or whatever. So now it's kind of all putting it together. This guy might not be so such a re- noble person. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the one thing that they say is never meet your heroes because you're always gonna be disappointed, right? So. And in, in, in again, highlighting the fakeness that we've discussed before, this this person is, is has been paraded and portrayed as a as a fucking pure noble you know person, right? They're an upstanding citizen and all this shit, and then oh, here comes some shit coming out that's that's highlighting otherwise. And well, imagine making a song called uh, what was that one song about Crimey River? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that was probably directed at Britney Spears. So, oh, probably no, no love loss. Yeah, I lost mean, there, yeah, could be. And yeah, you, well, you know, people, people fucking petty, settle their man. disputes, uh, yeah, and they're very petty. That is true, but uh, God, yeah, just uh, just kind of depressing because it's that like is. the for the Britney Spears arc to come from her background and having parents that uh, probably took advantage of her in her pretty much her entire music career. I feel like nobody was actually there for her proper, just, you know, caring for her in general, just not, not with some kind of attachment to it to say, Oh, what could I get out of her? What could I get out of her? Um, that is fucking depressing. It's fucking depressing. And why she's, Posting videos of her swinging knives around and shit. Like, now it, it makes sense. It makes sense, like, yeah. And it's like, shit, man. It's too bad that, she's like, even with her marriages, that she really hasn't had anybody that could fucking, uh, like, look out for her and shit. Yeah. And this is, I, I will say this to anyone who is listening to this or just so happens to be listening to this, who is a younger, you know, artist type person. These are the types of things that you should be paying attention to. Now, take it from me, an an old by, by some people's standard, an old fucking bastard. <laughs> uh, take it from me, the wiser and more experienced person. This is the type of shit you should be looking out for. You should be looking at this and going, "Hmm, these is this is where a lot of the things went wrong. Maybe I should do things differently." Maybe I shouldn't go down the same I'll, I'll, road. Let's 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 get to uh, let's let's make a parallel. Okay. With a more contemporary artist, with Jocko Teen. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That's see. That's a very that's that's a good example. I'm not saying this. I'm not saying this to be controversial or nothing like that. No. But dude, I mean, if I would be generally concerned as a fucking parent if to say. At 17 years old, does somebody like her deserve to go through being a fucking celebrity or going through that path of life of being a, a musical artist that she may grow up too quickly and she may not have people 
yeah. that are looking out for her best interest. And that includes her family. And I'm not saying that is her family that they're just right. trying yeah. to take advantage of her, but it could turn into that. Or maybe it is that thing. I mean, it, I'm not saying that that's her. Right. Yes. What, the, what her family is doing right Being now. Being very clear that that's yeah. not But what we're that's saying. what could happen. I mean, dude, Britney Spears is like the perfect example of like what parent. I mean, dude, that fucking that girl, Jeanette McGurdy uh-huh. from iCarly. Man, she's talked about her personal story of how, like how her mother was like sexually harassing her and using her to be placed on television, making sure she was thin uh, or maybe, maybe just her molesting her or whatever the fuck she was doing um, resulted in her having an eating disorder and kept her as a kept her thin as a result. But she was basically using for her, for the Nickelodeon money. Yeah. It's fucked up because even the Nickelodeon people, uh, as we come to find out, have uh in that fucking fat motherfucker from good burger oh yeah, yeah the guy that actually is like the head of nickelodeon itself was take i mean dude there's been proof that this motherfucker like records scenes with feet this guy has a thing with feet so it's like that kind of i know i been going off on a bit of a tangent but that's where like some of the perils of of having a young star like potentially with jocko team that yeah that things could spell fucking disaster <laughs> Scott Steiner, dude. Like, yeah, man. They could spell it disaster for you. <laughs> and that's one of the things that someone you don't want it to go that way. You don't want it. You you want to believe that people aren't fucking shitbags. But the unfortunate reality is most people are shitbags. And again, generally speaking, if the the likelihood that someone who is a, a child and is going to be in the entertainment industry making potentially a lot of money. In, a, in an adult world. Right. The, with, it, not, with not a fully developed brain. I'm not right. insulting her intelligence, but merely saying that your understanding of the world is only a fragment. Right. Only, I mean, you I have mean, a pretty good understanding of the world as a young adult yeah. or a teenager, but like once you're 25 or... Then you have like a really good fucking grasp of well, how yeah, the world I mean, works. You know, scientifically speaking, your brain doesn't even stop. Your brain doesn't finish developing until you're like what twenty four, twenty five, right? Yeah. So or mid twenties ish. So the fact that your brain's still developing and you're being thrust into making fucking decisions, and also when you're when you're technically a child or a kid and not a fully grown adult, you you have to rely on other people to represent you or make decisions for you right because you technically can't do that sort of thing so are those people that are making the decisions for you are they really doing it because that's what's best for you or are they doing that because that's what's best for them and that's something that i think anyone who is a child actor or musician or fucking anything to do with a child and they're making a shit ton of money they really should sit back and say okay the decisions that are being made right now, are they really being made because it's best for me? Or is it because it's best for whoever it is making that decision? It's a genie. I mean, it's a Pandora's box situation. Oh, yeah, it is. Once she hits, once she hits critical mass, there's no going back, dude. Nope. Like, the yeah. loss of innocence is, in, in a child, fucking gone, permanent. dude. Yeah. Fucking gone. And it's like, I don't use, you know, I'll use my own 
daughter as an example, because I have a, I can speak about this because I have a daughter. So if she was 17 or 16 or well, let's say started when she was 14 or 15 and wanted to be a fucking musical star, I would say, cool, you can join your local fucking choral group. You can do all these things. You can be in this in high school. You can do, you can work on this, but no, you need to go to college. You need to go do something. You need to have a backup plan. Because that's another thing a lot of people don't realize is what if this fucking falls apart? What if you being a musical, what if you don't pan out, right? What if you, for some reason, and I'm just talking in generalities here. What if you fuck off? What if the, what if the record company decides that ah, you're not worth it anymore and you're 19 and you maybe did one album and eh, they just, they just turned off, got turned off from you. What do you do now? I mean, your money was all made when you were probably under 18, so you never had control of it. Now you're 19 or maybe even in your 20s and you didn't go to college, you don't have a backup plan, what, do, what the fuck are you going to do? So I think just like with people who want to play professional sports, one of the things that you know usually they start, they get like in the NFL, you generally get drafted out of college you or whatever, right? So a lot of guys go and at least get the degree. Now, granted, there's a lot of them that don't, but it's real smart to at least finish the degree. So you got a backup plan because if you get hurt or if something happens now, granted we're talking about sports, but if something happens, well shit, you could still take your degree and go get a job doing whatever the fuck that was and make some money and not be fucking destitute or whatever. Right. Same thing with the entertainment industry. If, if you aren't, so I would tell my own kid, yeah, you go and you do this as a, as, as a side thing or a fun uh, hobby until you finish whatever your backup plan is. And while you're doing the backup plan, you can still pursue this and you can still kind of start doing stuff, but you need to fucking finish it. Like you need to instill that in them because that's what's in their best interest. Not, oh, you're 17 or 16 and we can make you a fucking star right now. And ah, you don't need to go to college. Fucking just, just do, do tour, go on tours here. We're here. Look, here's $400,000. Here's a million dollars. Here's this, here's that. Okay. Yeah, that's all great. But what happens in five years when it's all falling apart and you're washed up and you're fucking nobody and you peaked when you were 17 or 18 or whatever and now you're now you're fucking 25 and what if your happiness is attached to the number of people that pat you on the back or yeah people that, the number of people that like you or how many venues you sell out like yeah. what if, that is a hell of a thing to be contingent upon yeah it is uh, and because if you can't find happiness within yourself a aside from those things like those yeah. music related things man fuck that's a that's a hell of a fucking life to live like when oh, you, yeah. when you're not doing those things yeah it is and to have those people surrounding you that are going to just tell you what you want to hear and they're only trying to get you to do what's in their best interest that's something that I don't think a lot of people fucking re- even a, even full grown ass adults don't fucking realize that that the people that are in the industry trying to help you, quote unquote, break out. Well, why are they doing it? Because they're gonna they stand to make money off of you. So, whatever they're doing is fueled by benefiting them. And it does even if it's something that negatively impacts you, but financially benefits them, they're gonna try to get you to do it. And that's not just with entertainment. That's everything. That's in life in general. If somebody has a financial interest in you doing something, even though if it's bad for you, you should really take and think, well, why are they trying to get me to do this? You know, you should really analyze that and make the decision about, hey, what's best for me? You know, is making this uh, agent fucking 25 grand right now to go do some dumbass thing that I'm that's that's not good for me. Is that 
is that, is that good for me? Like, no, it's not. Well, it's going to benefit him. Well, what do I get out of it? Oh, nothing. A potential maybe chance to hurt my reputation or to do whatever, or, or you know, fuck who knows what the negative, what, what the situation could be. But that's something that younger people really need to think about, especially when you're getting thrust into all these adult concepts at, at a young age, you know, you, you, you're not going to realize it now, but when you look back at 35, you go, Oh man, I should have fucking, I should have paid attention more. I should have fucking listened. I should have, uh, listened to the people that were telling me to fuck, Hey, watch out for this and watch out for that. You know? Yeah, dude. I mean, shit. I don't know if Jocotine's parents have to get involved with signing papers and shit. I don't know how that works. A, that's a very heavy pen dude to do. Oh, that. Yeah. Like I'd be like, I fuck. Like I'd be, I mean, shit. Would it be cool to have a daughter that would do something that, you know, fulfills her? If that's making music, like, fuck, that's great, right? Yeah. But there, there's a price to it, too. Right. Well, and then if you look at certain child stars, won't name any names, but... Justin Bieber, fucking... Well... I mean, the ones that I listed, Je- Jeanette McGurdy. Yeah, sure. Britney if, Spears. If you look at what happened, their parents maybe started out on the right path and started out doing it for their kids best interest but then once they saw all the money money fucking changes you man like it 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 drives you to do things that if you're doing it just solely for that you can be corrupted by it and you could be hurting your own child to just maintain control of all this money and that there's plenty of documented examples of parents ryan's toy review oh dude that's one thing that i don't I, know how that kid's gonna turn out i don't but know I either fucked i I yeah I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna be good for him man I mean that kid has became so famous at such a young age and it's that's all he knows and honestly I, that he could probably go do whatever the fuck he wants in terms of when he gets done and I don't know how the situation works listen Chloe fucking loves that fucking show that's like she watches that shit all the time and so by 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 proxy I end up seeing a lot of that stuff and um I don't know this for a fact at all but that kid does not look like he wants to fucking be doing that like in the videos that i've seen especially like when he was younger like when he was like three and four because she you know she's not that she's the same age as this kid but she watches all the old ones too so seeing it then it's weird it's different because he doesn't know what the fuck's going on he just thinks this is fun we're playing and doing whatever and just putting a camera in front of it and just enjoying themselves but as opposed to like oh no we we need to make money we need to pitch this toy and it's weird because you can see the change when they go into like they have an office when they have like this this giant fucking building that they rent out or i don't know if they own it or whatever but it's like this huge office and you you can see the shit change when then there's people working for them and there's all like you can just see it change and then now in the in the newest ones like you know like i said i don't know really how he feels but me being able to read people and look into and infer things from their you know body language it just looks to me like he's he just doesn't really want to be there he doesn't really want to be doing this and maybe who knows what the fuck he wants to do I don't know. He's like nine now. I mean, like you're 10 or I don't know how the fuck old he is, but not old enough to be making decisions about what he wants to do for the rest of his life for sure right now. And again, I don't know how that works too with like education in that type of, cause you can do that. You know, when, when the, the child stars have the tutors come in and listen, if it's anything like when I was fucking in high school and I was out and couldn't go into the, into school for like a few months for cause of like an injury or whatever, um, you do this like home hospital thing, like, and I imagine it's like that, where basically you have some guy that shows up once a week and he gives you a couple packets, and then he do, he doesn't want to be there, and then he looks at it and goes, 
yeah, you filled in the answers. All right, good enough. Like, you know what I'm saying? Then you're not even learning anything. Like, I, I lost out on so much, like, because of not learning stuff from that. Yeah. Just that two months or whatever I was on that. Yeah. You know, being a kid and going growing up your whole childhood with that, fuck, man. And then also what's crazy, too, is, like, what kind of unrealistic standard does that set for you? Like, you've known nothing but, oh, yeah, I have access to anything that I want from from four years old, and I can get whatever the fuck I want. To, to then when you become an adult and you are faced with some adversity and, oh, that's not how it fucking works. You just don't get whatever the fuck you want. How do you respond to that? How do you, how do you react to that? I think, I think you're probably largely impulsive. It could be. Uh, in, in the regard that um, if you don't get your way, then fuck. You know, then, like, I better, well, I better figure out how to get it now. You yeah, know, you gotta I don't have know. instant gratification, right? And also for the times that don't go well, then shit, maybe you just shut down altogether. Yeah, man, that that instant gratification is fucking bad. Like that, that that gets that that puts me down. I've gone down paths of that instant gratification. Man, it's like, oh, this is bad. I gotta stop doing this. This instant gratification nonsense is not. It's not good for me. Like it, it fucks with your world, per, your perspective. I guess I don't know. It's it's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, <sighs> In the defense of Jocko Teen, yeah, I don't. I have my own opinions about Christianity itself, mm-hmm. but if she does come from a Christian family, I hope that those values are still intact. That uh, that she does have a good family that is looking out for her. Um, that when this shit goes down or when this thing really pops off, that they'll stand by her and they won't just. Um, find ways to take advantage of her. I, I like I said I think she comes from a good family so yeah. I hope I hope nothing but good things happen yeah, me too. to you them know? and every yeah. around, oh, yeah, everyone around her but that's something I've honestly like held off on talking about on this yeah. podcast cuz that's the other side of it too for, well, for for her career you're right and, and 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 I know that's not pretty to fucking talk about it's not but there's so much evidence against doing this type of shit. Yeah. There's to jumping of, in too quickly yeah. that the parents take advantage and yeah. the kid get fucking burned there out. There are plenty of fucking examples of that happening. So, I'm just saying this a it's a plethora. It's, yeah, it's it's a bit concerning is all yeah, I can it say. It is. It is. And there's also a plethora of examples of who you would think are upstanding very religious or you know, Christian have those Christian values, right? Those there's very plenty of examples of those people they really don't espouse those. They don't practice those values. They preach them, Joel but they do not Osteen. practice them. Oh, yeah. They practice them, but they don't preach them. Or, or, I'm sorry. They preach them, but they don't practice them. So there's that aspect of it, too. If you could be very devout, and that's the, the, the guise of, the high, of what you're hiding under as a generality, but really underneath it all, you're out for number one. You're, I, you're fucking... I want to read off a lyric, oh, yeah, or yeah. rather a song. Like Some of the lyrics from this song, it's called... Um, antichrist television blues <laughs> it's from this band called arcade fire which is like a very popular band right yeah yeah, yeah um yeah. but this song i think was written about jessica simpson and her father being a christian oh yeah and wishing and wishing for her daughter's success and he's like oh i want her to succeed and he's like am i being greedy for wanting that like because this is all part of your plan god but he but that's not really it, there's there's a 
there's a guise of like, oh, I'm doing your work, God. But it's, yeah. But in reality, it's like uh, you're just justifying that because you really want this for yourself. True. Yeah, true. And I don't know. I mean, listen, I got a lot to fucking say about religion, so I don't think we're going to go down that path. No, we, we shouldn't. I don't we think should, we should. Yeah. This is the music one. We should, if you want to hear it, because I do think we should do an episode talking about uh, religion, hypocrisies and shit like that on the BFN show. So if you want to hear us, our opinions about religion. All right. You can listen to the Buttfuck Nowhere show. All right. So anyway, do you want me to, it's, it's actually, let's see. I'm trying to see how many verses there are. My only question uh, is reading the lyrics. mm -hmm. Is that copyright infringement? Just reading the lyrics? I don't know. I don't think it is because, you know, well, why? What, I'm trying what? to get. I, I would like to get a cease and desist letter at some point. Okay, so right, if right. it is, I hope. I, I was gonna say, I hope it is, because if you said yes, I was gonna say, all right, good, read it. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Well, anyways, so, <laughs> whatever. So, I guess we'll find out. I'll just read it from the top. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe we'll get to like verse. How many verses are there? There's eleven. Maybe I'll just read the whole fucking thing. Because how yeah, much yeah. time do we have? Oh, we've been going for two hours. So oh at, my God. At, at this point, it doesn't fucking matter. All right, it doesn't matter because we've already we've well we, exceeded fucking any. Any standard of what we thought we were going to do? Yeah. What, what do we think? We were like, oh, man, maybe we'll get like 30 or 40 minutes out of this one. Uh, well, two hours later, here we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, here we so, are. So, go ahead. All right, yeah. so here, here are the lyrics. I don't want to work in a building downtown. So, this is from the perspective of the father. Yeah. I don't want to work in a building downtown. No, I don't want to work in a building downtown. I don't know what I'm going to do because the planes keep crashing always two by two. So, this is referring to 9-11. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to work in a building downtown. No, I don't want to see the, when the planes hit the ground. Um, okay, so... The, uh, so it just says the exact same thing in the first two, but let me get to the part where it's different or distinct. Yeah. yeah. Um, parking their cars in the underground, their voices when they scream, when they make no sound. I want to see the city's... Ru- oh, fuck. Where's the part where he's talking? Okay, here we go. Verse three. Dear God, I'm a good Christian man. In your glory, I know you understand that you got to work hard and you got to get paid. My girl's 13, but she don't act her age. She can sing like a bird in a cage. Oh, Lord, if you could see her when she's up on that stage... You know I'm a God-fearing man. You know that I'm a God-fearing man. When I, Well, I just got to know if it's part of your plan to see my daughters there by your right hand. I know that you'll do what is right, Lord, for they are lanterns and you are the light. Um, let's see. Uh, fuck. Verse 5. Into the light of the bridge that burns as I drive from the city with the money that I earned into the dark of a starless sky. I'm staring into nothing and asking you why. Lord, will you make her a star so the world can see who you really are? So I think there's... I I interpret it as that, like, yes. Maybe this guy is religious and he does want to spread the word of God as he believes that there is a divine plan for his daughter to... Sure, yeah. But I still don't, like, I don't fucking take it as, like, I don't know, man. Anyways, verse 6. Little girl, you're old enough to understand that you'll always be a stranger in a strange, strange land. The men are going to come while you're a fast asleep, so you better just stay close and hold on to me. If my little lock, if my little mockingbird don't sing, well, then daddy won't buy her no diamond ring. That's an interesting... That is a very fucking interesting line right there. So he, it, her, his love... It turned it, it, in that it, it, in that in that verse. It went from "I'm here to protect you, but you better do this or else." Yeah, because my my love is contingent upon you yeah. doing God's plan. Yeah, quote yeah. Unquote. Um, 
You're such a sensitive child. This is verse eight. Hmm. You're such a sensitive child. Oh, you're such a sensitive child. I know you're tired, but it's all right. I just need you to sing for me tonight. You're going to... So I'm guessing yeah. that she's on stage, like she's like burned out, doesn't want to yeah, do it. Like you better fucking do it. Yeah. Uh, I just need you to sing for me tonight. You're gonna have your day in the sun. You know God's love, the sensitive ones. Verse nine. Oh my little bird in a cage. Oh my little bird in a cage. Now he's saying that he's this girl is. Now she's the bird in the cage. For yeah. Real. I need you to get up for me up on that stage and show the men that you're old. You're old for your age. Now ain't the time for fear, but if you don't take it, it'll disappear. So I'm guessing that if she doesn't do what she's, that she'll, her career is going to end or some shit. Uh, Verse 11, do you know where I was at your age? Any idea where I was at your, that's fucked up. Yeah. You're throwing that, you're like, you know how much, do you know how hard my life was? Yeah. Fuck, that's fucked up. Um, I was working downtown for the minimum wage and I don't, and I'm not going to let you just throw it all away. I'm through being cute. I'm through being nice. Oh, tell me, Lord. Am I the Antichrist? So that's the end of the song. That's crazy. I mean, if you look at that... It started it, off innocent. Yeah. And then it fucking... But that's kind of what I said earlier about how it's it may start out with good intentions, but then as the money gets bigger and bigger, it can turn into... This is about how can I fund this habit of continuing to make all this money. And that's the one thing that... Okay, that that is concerning because if you look at the ch- the child stars kids okay like with me with baseball right i yeah i played baseball for whatever like eight ten years ten years or something like that and then eventually i just didn't want to do it anymore but if my dad was the type of person who was like oh you're gonna play professional baseball so you're gonna keep fucking playing or else and you're just gonna do it i would and it, let's say i did keep playing and let's say i did make it to professional baseball and i fucking hated every minute of it and i was fucking miserable and didn't want to do it anymore but i had to do it because he kept telling me oh i'm making this money i gotta make this money that's the like equivalent in the music world where if They've been doing it for, yeah, they, they've been doing it since they were like 10 or 11, and now they're, you know, 16 or 17, and they fucking hate it, and they don't want to do it anymore, but you're making them do it. That's when shit gets fucking crazy. Yeah, that's how Amy Winehouse died. Yeah, exactly. She was surrounded by yes men. Yeah. And they're like, oh, here, take some fucking opium-based yeah. fucking... Big opiate-based fucking whatever. Uh, pill. pill. Yeah, you'll you'll be you'll be evened out. Get on stage and do your do your work. Yeah, yeah. Put in the do do the work. Uh, but that that verse, dude. Like, if my little mocking it it ad libs or changes is ad lib the correct phrase or is it just paraphrasing? Yeah, I guess it's paraphrasing. Paraphrasing. Uh, if my little mockingbird don't sing, well then daddy won't buy her no diamond ring. I think that's probably like the best verse in the song because. One, it's like taking something that's already existed, yeah, and then putting a putting a spin on it um, yeah. in a in a negative way, or at least in the context of this song, and right. saying that my love is only solely based on tit for tat, quid pro yeah. quo, and I'm like, fuck, that changed real quick from being real innocent to for your daughter to have such a golden voice, and should have ended there. That you you are so thankful that she had a great voice, but then to Decide that, oh, I need to make money off of this. Yeah. And say and still say that, oh, yeah, this is in your name, God. Like, uh, it's fucked up. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll give an example because obviously I don't want to like specific names, but I'll use my own daughter as the example, right? If she wanted to do this, you know, was a teenager and wanted to be us and she had this great voice and she was doing stuff. And then if 
let's say when she this she does it for four or five years and she gets really famous and popular and let's say after four or five years she decides she doesn't want to do it anymore um then cool you ain't got to do it anymore that's it you don't want to do it anymore cool let's do something else what do you want to do now and anybody who tried to say oh no you have to continue doing this i would destroy them like no she doesn't want to do it anymore she's done you can't fucking tell me shit i'm that's it it's over and she's gonna not do it anymore because i would never want her to go through like anything i've had to go through with doing shit that i don't want to do i want her to fucking do what she wants to do and if it changes fucking yearly or fucking even monthly of what she wants to do fine that's fine by me you get to do what you want to do and I will make sure that you have the freedom to choose to do whatever it is you want to do. And no one's going to say, oh, well, you can't do that. Or, well, nope, you already did this. Oh, well, God, don't you want to keep having nice things? Or, oh, God, don't you know, don't you want to continue making all this money? Or, no, if you're done, then that's cool. You're done. Because if you decide and you step away from it and then you decide in five more years down the line that you want to go back and do it, it'll still be there. It'll always be there. Yeah. And that's where the decision-making of people who don't have your best interest at heart and making decisions that are best for them and not for you, that's where that really ties in yeah. to that. I'm kind of glad, because uh, that was more coincidental. I mean, it was kind of like a last-minute thought to bring in yeah. the Britney Spears thing into right. the fold. Yeah. But I'm kind of glad it worked out, because we actually tied it to Jocko team. Yeah, we did. We tied it in as a, as a, a cautionary tale to to learn from the fucked up shit and the mistakes and the horrible things that have happened to people in your same position. Yeah. The position that you are finding yourself in, learn from those mistakes. Yeah. Don't make the same ones. And this isn't uh, us criticizing her parents or like putting yeah, an no. indictment no, on them or anything like that or even criticizing her herself. It's just... Dude, this here's the body of work that says this shit doesn't turn out well for fucking anybody. Right. The most odds, of the times. The most odds of the times. are forever against your favor in this. They are not in your favor at in any capacity to or for this to turn out good. It's it's overwhelmingly a negative result at the end of it. And you know, I think it's it's uh it's it's also not just a learning experience for the 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 artist but it's a learning experience for the parents of whatever artist it is as well they should also take heed of these warnings and learn from the pitfalls and the mistakes that have happened with other people don't force your kid to continue doing it if they don't want to do it don't get caught up in the money and the lifestyle and all that shit don't get caught up in that shit because that's what will lead you to ruining your kid. And to not only ruining your kid, but ruining your relationship with them. To ruining their relationship with other people in the future. Because, shit man, if my parents took advantage of me like that, I would never have a trusting fucking relationship with any fucking person for the rest of my life. Like, that would fuck me up forever. Mm. And I think that's kind of indicative of what we see in some of these child stars when they grow up is it that that their parents took advantage of them and if the one fucking person 
in your life that's always supposed to be there for you and never supposed to fucking take advantage of you takes advantage of you, you never fucking trust anyone again. Probably not. I mean, damn. Well, I mean, I don't know if I have anything else to add to this topic. I I mean, so it, it kind of sucks ending on a depressing note, serious note, but yeah. shit, not every ending can be fucking rosy for this podcast. And no, that's true. Uh, this one was kind of, uh, I think this one was already kind of sour to begin with because we were start we started with like the son trader thing yeah and we're like we got no optimism this, for that no and then we transitioned over to well actually the one positive thing was the uh oh my, pred- my prediction yeah yeah the predictions i mean that was that was yeah. a positive that uh, was a positive uh segment but everything like probably everything else was all negative like it was yeah. all just fucking sour puss fucking yeah you know get off my lawn you kids type fucking nonsense you know yeah. and yeah whatever like you said not every fucking episode is gonna be uh fucking blowjobs and butterflies or whatever they call it like it's it's not it's not gonna be all fucking rainbows and happiness yeah but you know what can help you have more blowjobs and buttercups as they say in your life is to follow us on instagram and tiktok at game rage magazine also to follow adam on instagram at all gas no trash official if you'd like to see some sweet predictions all one word no spaces no underscores yeah no underscores for everything it's all no underscores it's just fucking all one word and on twitter slash x you can follow us at game rage mag where i have now started commenting on things and, and saying funny things on stuff with our our official account so uh sweet look forward to that <laughs> Fuck yeah. uh but anyways yeah you can you can increase the enhancement of your life by following us on those things so anyways do that also Again, double shout out to the people we shouted out at the beginning of the show. That was the other positive thing was all the foreign, uh, you know, foreign countries that all, listened to all us. Our, um, overseas compatriots. Yeah, and and you know when the Rock says the millions and the millions, that's who he's talking about, right? Yeah, and so now our dozens and dozens yeah, of fans. Yeah, and they don't live in the same country we do, so that's kind of fucking cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, it's kind of surreal. Like it really is. I know we're not fucking Joe Rogan numbers, but man, I take a lot of pride in the fact that. People from overseas around the world, yeah, are taking interest. Like, I, yeah, you have no idea how over the moon I am with that shit, dude. Like, because yeah. I mean, I thought, okay, if anybody's gonna listen, it's gonna be from here in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. but for to have other people from, say, Japan or France or Brazil or Belgium, yeah, that shit's rad. Yeah, it is. It's pretty fucking sweet. And uh, also, I was going to add. Fuck, I think I lost it. I was gonna add one more thing about people listening to us and uh yeah it's gone is it about the album reviews no but you'll see you'll look out for those oh uh, that's what i was gonna say the one thing because you made a comment about how we're not putting up joe rogan numbers the one thing that we put up in terms of joe rogan numbers is the amount of hours that our episodes are Mm. because we generally do pretty long episodes for the most part so we we are we're not doing four and five hour ones but i mean Two hours. We have a we have several episodes that are over two hours of of multiple different podcasts. So we're putting up Joe Rogan numbers in in the work in, in that the work. Regard, That's cool, yeah. Which is cool. Which is which is good. Yeah. So, anyways, all right. Well, Christ, if you listen to us for the last two hours and fucking 15, seventeen minutes now, uh, thank you for listening to the end. And uh, you know, keep on fucking going on. Learn lessons. Uh, be nice to people, and uh, you know, fucking support your friends. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for listening. That was the Game Rage Music Show. Thanks for listening.